symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. Got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab, and he said, "By the way, we've discovered a base." The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers, all of you listening, whether you're on Earth, whether you're intergalactically listening somewhere on a holler Earth inside this maybe sphere, maybe flat Earth. Hey, if you're on Uranus, thank you for listening to Skywatchers Radio. Whatever way you're getting to us, it's a pleasure to have you on board here with us live as we are every Tuesday evening at this time. That's right, 11 p.m. Eastern, and it's November 22nd, 2016. Yes, folks, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and I uh, hope everybody's having a great holiday season. And if you guys are traveling somewhere and you're listening in through TuneIn or somewhere, you know, like if you're on a plane right now and you're listening to the show, thank you for joining us. No matter how you're doing it, thank you for being here live with us. With me, as usual, is the one and the only, the greatest of all times. That's right, Little Pookie. <laughs> What's up, big pookie? How you doing, little pookie? I'm good. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, so you know, it's funny. Somebody uh, told me uh, this is a true story, by the way. Uh, somebody told me a few days ago they were, they were listening to the show for the first time, and they're like, "You know that stuff you and that girl do that little pookie, big pookie stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. You find that funny? And does it amuse you?" You should create like characters out of that man. Do like a whole like like sketch on like a video sketch or something out of those two characters. Oh, <laughs> and that's where that's I left awesome. it. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm walking away now. That's uh, yeah, back away. Whoa, <laughs> I don't know about all that now. Okay, well, I mean. <laughs> Not the worst idea I've ever heard. I'll, I'll give no, them that. No. <laughs> There's been worse. Some yeah, of them had by some of them have been actually given to us by the uh, other voice on the show tonight. Right now, the one and only, the unstoppable, the unbreakable, the kung fu fighting action grip having Christopher J. Brown. What's up, buddy? Yeah! Oh, I'm not much. I'm dealing with the family <laughs> drama, but other than that, I'm doing good. <laughs> you did so much build up, but he's like, oh, not much. I'm just you know, some family drama. <laughs> when you said the kung fu it's thing there, I thought I'd come in there with the chop eye. You should have, you should have been like bungs eye. That would be a little better. I should have, I should have came in there with the, with the, with the, what the song there, the um kung fu song. You should have busted you know, that with like, a, be like Walter. Yeah, there you go. I should have played my harmonica, the yeah, and played my uh, kung fu song. That would have been really. You should have. Why, did, man, that, why next time. didn't you? Next time, just, you gotta be, you gotta be ready for it, man. 
Spontaneous uh, radio. I, I, I never ball. know what's going to happen. On just Skywalkers. in another funk still. I'm depressed on my daughter's bird action, so I'm still in the funk on that. Yeah, how did that happen? What happened okay, with Petey so there? What, yeah, what's going on now? What happened with the bird and the cat and the what? Okay, I mean, yeah, wait, is there something going on? Before you start, is this some like a story similar to like the one in Dumb and Dumber where you like you sold the dead bird to somebody? Like, is that what's going on? No, what had happened was pretty bird, pretty bird. We live in a you know our house, a nicer kind of. It's fixed up. We got to you know, but it gets cold in her rooms when you shut it up. And my daughter has two parakeets, and so I told her when she came home, hey. Take, open up the door and let some warm air in there for oh and she's all worried about the cat well i said well go put the cat outside you know i said well you know I'll just just make sure that you know get some warm in there for the cool uh warm air in there for the bird blah blah so she did that and then i seems here, legit I, yeah. you know come in back to the house yeah i, I come in there and all of a sudden i just hear my daughter screaming probably a half hour later or whatever it is and I go in there, and she's ah screaming, my bird, my bird, my bird, and he, Pinto killed my bird. Pinto killed my bird, and I thought that Pinto had the bird, was like, like running around the house with the bird, and I guess he had grabbed it and and kind of had it for a little bit. She didn't know. She only heard it squeaking. Uh, the cat's very sneaky, of course, and oh. her back was turned, not paying attention. And then she got it, and it died in her hands, and... It probably broke its neck or something, but nevertheless, it, it was a bad deal. So I about tried to break, pin, I break his neck, but I grabbed him by his neck and threw his ass outside. Wanted to kill him, but uh, he's a good, he's just doing what cats do, you know. So anyway, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. He's sitting here looking at me right now. But anyway, um, he's plotting yeah, his revenge, by the way. You know that. You, you know he's plotting his revenge right now. He is now. plotting revenge. I know. That's probably what he's doing. And, and, you know, so anyway, I, I just, I feel bad. He's going to so see more than orbs when I'm done with him, this Christopher J. Brown. Meow. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> get another bird here on Friday. Shit, the one thing of it is, they all look alike. I said, we only had that bird for three weeks anyway. Name the name name it the same name. You look, you'll never even know. She'll never notice, you know. But she don't want to. She says, well, I don't want to. I want to name it something else. And I, I feel bad because, you know, she comes crying and she's all shook up. And it's my little beauty. My only little beauty. And so, so anyway, um, yeah, I just I feel bad. It's um, she's hey, all just, shook up. Just, oh. shook up like that. It's serious. I hate to see her crying like that. That's Aww, And then it doesn't do good with me. But it doesn't do good with me because. Because, see, I don't do well with I don't situations. I don't do well with those type of things. And um, maybe I can be maybe somewhat cut off with my emotions or something. Maybe kind of somewhat just because the way right I now your bandwidth is, is starting to cut off. Your, ba your bandwidth is cut off oh, a little bit there, dude. You're like choppy. A little choppy. A little choppy. Okay. You know, the cat's name is Pinto, right? Pinto, yes. Uh, last time I ate pinto beans, I also killed a bird. That's what I'm saying. Mm -mm. <laughs> Nothing good comes out of the name no, Pinto. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, moving on from this horrific horror story that belongs on like a Hellraiser sequel. Jesus Christ! Uh, oh, horrible. Fix your bandwidth, man. You're well, popping in now. You drive me crazy. Well, whatever you got going over, there, you got to stop. Like you know, close some tabs. It's like out a remix. 
It's different. It's little, he's like, yeah, it's like, like in the remix. He's like, it, ooh, ooh, uh, it. <laughs> At least it's not just me that it's, that's hearing it. Thank you, Crystal, for backing me up on that one. No problem. Well, no problem. <laughs> Am I any better? Yes. That I full, I heard the full sentence. Okay. Because I turn, I got all my tabs off now. Everything. There you go. Keep it like Nothing. that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, guys, as you know, as you can tell, maybe some of you have noticed, maybe some of you have not. I don't know. Maybe you miss it. Maybe you don't. But we're short one other guy. He's uh, going to maybe join this. Maybe not. We have no idea. I don't know what he's up to this evening. But uh, let's just say he sounded like he was mighty occupied. Uh, do you want to take any bets on what he was doing there, Crystal? Bets on what he was doing. Okay, hang on. I think that he was not fixing his computer. I think he's actually, right, right. and I don't want to say that he's watching porn because I think it's something more other guy. That, that's, he's too, like, that's too trivial. He's dissed us to work on like a spreadsheet or something for all his minions or I don't know. He's trying to sell somebody like something that they don't need. <laughs> driving in the car. He always seems to be driving in the car all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like part of his job there, uh, other other guy. All right. It is. He's got to travel. He does have to travel. He does have to travel. Uh, but, guys, if anybody wants to join in on the conversation here, please do so by calling in. Open lines, as always, here on Skywatchers Radio, and the number is 786-245-8127. Again, that number is 786-245-8127. Doesn't matter if you're west of the Rockies. East of the Rockies, south of the equator, north of the equator. Hell, again, if you're on Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, even on Uranus. The number stays the same, <laughs> 786-245-8127. If you're dialing intergalactically, you might want to dial... But it translates to 786-245-8127. Now I have a wall of weird stuff here, and I know we have a, a few things we wanted to go over before we go on break and get our guest on... The show tonight because we haven't even talked about the guest. We've been rambling on for the last uh, few minutes and haven't even gotten to like mention who we're having wow. on. And uh, this is a really cool dude. I mean, you guys are going to really enjoy the next hour and a half uh, with Charles. And I'm going to probably butcher it because that's what I do. You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting mm-hmm. last name. And uh, Crystal, I know you. You want to give it a shot before I do, or you want me to go first? Uh, you, uh, you, you know what? You go first because I I watch a couple of his YouTube videos and they're really awesome. And I and I watch them just to hope right, because right. I was hoping that he would say his name. And they never do. And they never do. And the presenters never do. Like they they, they all know like it's too difficult. Let's just put the video and not name anything in there. <laughs> like I was hoping I he would like introduce himself in the videos, and he just does it. So I was like, "Damn!" No, but look, he, I did the easy. same thing, Crystal. I tried to watch the video to do that. His YouTube videos <laughs> to su- do that same thing. So right. uh, okay, go ahead. And I also, I also watched them because I was curious, because that's like his whole bio that he does all these awesome YouTube videos. So I wanted to be right. informed about the guest, but I was also hoping that he would say his name. Here's the crazy part: he was on a show that I produced a few weeks ago with uh, Jesse. And Chris uh-huh. here, and uh, was uh, you from our radio, right? Uh, yeah, he's somebody uh, that I I have a little connection yeah, with him with the yeah, yeah, work yeah. thing. Yeah, you, you booked him, yeah. And he said the name there, and we repeated the name a couple times, and it's been a few weeks, and I'm pretty sure it's Charles Lemieux. Lemieux. Le- no? See, uh, see, Le French. Word, I swear to God, it's French. And normally, when you see that eux, it's Le pronounced Mure. the way you were saying Le it Mure. like last week. Yeah, like it's Lemieux. Lemieux. 
Yeah. Like the mirror. The mirror. Charles Lemieux. That's it's where, like, that's it, where, it's probably not even that like pretty. <laughs> I don't mean you know, you know what I'm saying? Ugly, but it's probably just like Mamurex. I don't know. I don't know. Charles, we love you. We're sorry. Yeah, it's gonna be a great show either way. Sorry, Charles. It's like some names just like you know really like irk me. Like for example, like Benoit. Right? It's really Benoit. Right. Like, you know, it's true. Oh, what name it's really irks me right now? Pinto. That's what names really irk <laughs> me right now. I'm telling you, back from Rite Aid with some flex. Uh, 454 for his neck because I really put the works to him. But, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be careful. You're going to get Pete out on your ass, dude. They're going to, like, you know, come searching for you. He's beating on Pinto. <laughs> out that door like a, like a, like a cheap Hollywood hooker. Wow. Well. Wow, we Lord went from Pinto to cheap Hollywood hooker. I don't even—I don't even know how we got there. I don't even know how we got there. <laughs> I'm trying to find the connection, and I don't have it. I don't have it. Wow, I'm gonna lost for words myself. <laughs> well, it made you laugh like it was supposed to. So you it know did. What? It did. It did. That is wow. true. Now check this out. Charles is a medical consultant for a multi-billion-dollar company. He uh, has begun filming uh, regularly UFOs. Uh, from his 21st floor apartment, that's high up there, and uh, as of early as 2011 he started. Since then, he has uh, actually uh, put about a thousand hours to sky watching. So he's one of us guys. He's a sky watcher, huh? Woohoo! Finally, and uh, so his videos have <laughs> been. Ready? No, I was waiting for somebody to, like, to give me some kind of reaction to that. Actual sky watcher. Yeah, that's what's, what's up. I like, he's got what's some the show cool called? Sky Watchers Radio. Video shows what he uses to sky watch. So he's like, he's into it. He, yeah. Right. I don't even know what that thing was. It looked like, I don't even know. It looked like a spaceship all by itself. It had like two like heads up displays and like this big ass camera and it was all connected and it looked pretty cool. So Now it says uh, here that the videos have been remarked on YouTube uh, by the quality of the uh, captures and by the professional way that he is studying strange UFOs in fleets near Vancouver. Uh, like I said, we had him on another uh, on another show here, and uh, he was fascinating to talk to. In fact, so much so that after the show, me and him just kept chatting about ufology and stuff, and we, we could have just recorded another hour and just put that as a yeah. show because it was fascinating, fascinating to talk to the guy, and uh, can't wait to have him on the uh, the show here. But we do have a wall of weird stuff, and uh, Crystal, you, you want to go over some of the weirdness that we have here in the wall this week? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Start us off. Go for it. I'm going to start us off. I'm going to do it. Okay, guys, I we can't actually go to this article because as soon as you go to this page, like 50 videos start playing. But I just want to let all oh! sky watchers out there know that a UFO sighting might make you feel horny. Okay, so. You Guilty. Just in, yep. Just in case. Apparently, guys, that anyone who sees a UFO tends to get a desire for only straight sex. So if you are a homosexual and you see a UFO, you might suddenly want to have straight sex. And apparently there was a survey. Uh -huh. I don't know I don't know who did the survey or participated in it. I don't know, but I swear to God, this is an actual news article. Hold on, so you're saying that aliens bring the cure to homosexuality for men? Oh, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I wow. Know yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It is they are going to bring us some hope after all. Some, <laughs> some answers. <laughs> so hard. 
horrible. They're going to lead the way from the dark side. That was, I, I typed in UFO <laughs> news in Google, and that is literally the first article that pops up. The what about Oh, my him. God. I'm like, really? That's not even on, like, page eight? That's on page Who wrote, Who wrote this article, by the way? Is there, uh, like, a person's name on it? Please tell me. and Global News, whose site sucks. Dear websites, stop with the ads. I literally can't go there because literally four videos play, like, at the same time. It makes my ears explode. And they all have sound. I mean, this has to be in, this. This probably has to be written like by somebody named Wackenstuff or something. I mean, really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, Wackenstuff! Like you know, like seriously, I don't know. I'm not buying this. I can't. I'm just. I'm shocked. There was a recent survey. Like what? I'm almost thinking like he just made it up. Like he asked like five of his friends, and that was it. And so he called that a survey, and then he wrote an article about it. <laughs> That's kind of what I think happened. I mean, who takes these surveys? I, that's Where are these surveys taken? Nobody ever fucking calls me to take a survey. You know, it's like the, all these surveys and these polls and, the, and political right. stuff. They always talk about polls, and I never get called. Well, who's taking all these surveys? There's billions of surveys. Jesus, I, I don't believe they really call people. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> getting that call that. though? Really yeah, do. I'm calling it from uh, this uh, office downtown. It's a big building. And uh, we're doing surveys here for the nation, and we have some important surveys we want to go over with you. You're a citizen, correct? Uh, yes, I am a citizen. Uh, what do you sound like an illegal? Uh, never mind, but I am a citizen. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I got a couple of questions for you. One, uh, one of the questions here is, uh, did you vote uh, for Trump or Hillary? I voted for Hillary. Uh, typical, okay, Hillary. All right, <laughs> do you believe in extraterrestrials? See, I mean, yes, I, I believe. Okay, you believe in ETs? Okay, good, good. Uh, do you know why the aliens are coming to planet Earth? Yeah, because they want to make us all horny. What? <laughs> yes, they want us all to start having lots of sex. Uh, what do you mean by that? That just makes no sense. Oh, I'm telling you right now, that's what it is. They want us all to procreate and make many, many babies. Many babies. Many, many, many babies. Many, many babies. <laughs> all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to write a big old story about this and maybe put it on the, the Huffington Post or on one of these article websites. Or maybe something that has a lot of pop-up ads or something in Posted on the internet. Yeah. Okay, bye bye now. <laughs> bye bye, Maria. Bye, Maria. I, I feel like that's probably what happened. That's. I think that's how they got these ads. Uh, this, uh, this, like, this article. I don't even know why you would ask that question. I don't like. What the hell kind of survey was this? Like, that's, I'm really curious. <laughs> like, what? Did someone just volunteer? Because we've talked to a lot of UFO experiencers, and I don't think not once has any of them ever stated that they were sexually aroused by a UFO. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I, I pop a Woody here and there when you know somebody's talk, talking about aliens, <laughs> and they, you know, they they they're like they're, they're all sexy. Especially if it's a sexy, you know, guest. It's like a sexy lady guest or something. She's like, yes, they took me out back. And, you know, maybe sometimes mm-hmm. once in a every couple hundred episodes it might happen, but I don't know about this. I, I don't know. See, it's not so much the horny part, you know, because okay, maybe some people are weird like that, but. <clears throat> The turning gay dudes are you know, just straight people. That's that, really right, only straight sex. Yeah, like like whole oh, like <laughs> really. Hold on, how does that work? Because if you're born gay, and we've determined that oh, gayness is not something you develop, you're born that way, right? So, why right. would that happen? I I got nothing. Does it cross like the wires or something? Like what's going on? Aliens. I, I don't know. I don't. Are know. they coming from Alpha Centauri to turn gay men straight? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I got nothing. I got. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm 
I'm gonna my have goodness. to try and read this article later when I can just mute my computer and not have to listen to the sound and see if the page actually loads. <laughs> I don't know. I'm my curious. goodness. I, it's crazy. Uh, Chris, you got anything? No, that, really, that's I all don't. right. I found more. Don't worry, guys. There's actual UFO news. Okay. No, no. On this, on this article, actually, I'm saying on this article. Do you have anything else to that add to this bizarre uh, <laughs> article here? Because I had nothing else. I'm done. I'm really sorry. I, I don't. That's all I, right. That's I'm just okay. going to be flat out honest. I don't know. All right. Sorry. Because don't I'm... you worry. Don't you worry. All right. So we there are actually. So and you know. And I don't know if these people got aroused when they saw this, but um, apparently alien hunters have saw seen hundreds of UFOs leaving the moon. Or it could just be an optical illusion. They don't know. They don't know. Uh, so basically what happens here, and American space commentators say that with Donald Trump headed for the White House, we may soon see a moon colony before humans step foot on Mars. However, I don't know how they made that jump but whatever that's how it starts however leaked footage suggests that our natural satellite may have already been claimed as a youtube clip appears to show hundreds of ufos taking off from the lunar surface at once the video claims to give a clear view of these spaceships going around and behind the lunar surface which some think are stationed on the moon to protect it from humans although it could be nothing more than an optical illusion so there's like a brief clip of the video. Uh, the video plays actually in the article. It's I, I have no idea what this is popping out of the moon. I have no idea. It's weird. I don't know if that's just like space debris. I don't I don't know how that works. I am uncertain. Uh, there's a picture, and then there is the actual video at the bottom of the article. Now, did you post this on the uh, face? Not, not the Facebook, but the uh, Skype chat it, yet? I did. No? It's. The, it is. It's the first article. I can put it up for our... I'll put it in PSN chat, too. Yeah, Boom, drop it in there for the there. folks in there. Uh, guys, if you want to join in on the chat, go to psn-radio.com. Check out the Listen Live in Chat tab, which is on the little menu <laughs> area. Or you can just find where it says Chat Live or whatever on the website. It's very easy. And okay. join us on the Skype chat. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of folks in there, and uh, we share all the articles in there. I'm also going to go ahead and post it over on our uh, Facebook account, so if you guys want to you know, check it out over there, it's uh, Facebook.com. It Look at that. Bam. Ninja. She's like a ninja. <laughs> ninja. Yeah, it's there. Um, so, I mean, it definitely looks like there's something coming out of the moon's surface, but I can't. I have no idea what that is. I don't know. I don't know enough about space and how space debris works to be able to say whether or not it's a UFO. But it's interesting. I will say yeah, that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there is a lot of space debris out there. I will say that yeah. much. Uh, sometimes uh, we do think we do see things in uh, you know some amateurs uh, pick up things that are just. Uh, they look fantastic, but it's really nothing more than space debris from one of our missions or something. So, I mean, that right. happens often. And unfortunately, with cameras, uh, depth perception is also another uh, you know obstacle you have to go through. And I mean, mm -hmm. it looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, it looks interesting, so I don't yeah. know. And this, we've done a lot of speculation about what may or may not be on the dark side of the moon. So it wouldn't surprise me, but I, mm -hmm. I just don't know if this is what shows it. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, it kind of does look like it's rising up from mm -hmm. the moon itself. It does. Or, yeah. It, does. You know, it, depends, it looks like it's falling down, but it could be rising up. It doesn't matter. Remember, space, there is no yeah. up or down. So. 
Yeah, it kind of looks like it's got a boomerang effect going, like it's coming out, and then it's, I don't know if it's going around the moon, if that's why it looks like it's going back down to the surface. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see, I see what you're saying, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, there's a couple of them, so, I don't know, it's weird. Well, I'm not going to call Bat Squash on that one, uh, just to be honest with you, because it looks, uh, again, uh, you know, it's video, so it's not what you could tell, you know, really 100%. Uh, it, it looks interesting. Yeah, it does. It definitely looks interesting. Doesn't it look like it's a little bit of CGI work? I mean, it could be. You know, you never know these days, but. That's true. You know what, though? I almost think if it was CGI work, they'd do a little bit better job. But, I mean, it could be just be lazy yeah. CGI work. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, if you're going to go to all that trouble to CGI something, then well, you might as well just CGI it. Yeah, make it look superstar. Yeah, superstar. Like, superstar. like it in Hollywood. All right, what else we got in the uh, wall of weird over here? Over on the wall of weird, we have that a U.S. Air Force veteran's UFO video was sent to NASA for analysis Uh-oh. after a supersonic object was filmed. Supersonic? Supersonic. Okay, so the U.S. Yeah. Air Force veteran based in Iden, North Carolina, filmed a, the fast UFO using a camera mounted on the drone. Uh, the 59-year-old sent the footage to the U.S. base. Uh, they sent it to MUFON for investigation and a report to MUFON. We all know what MUFON is. He said the object sped around 1.2 miles just in one-third of a second, meaning if correct, it traveled at around 13,000 miles per hour or 17 wow. times the speed of sound. Right, super fast. Wow. Uh, open, Yeah, that's fast. Open Minds TV, which reports on interesting MUFON cases, said the mysterious object was filmed flying just about 50 feet off the ground at that same speed, said the witnesses had the witness had 20 years of experience with the United States Air Force, um, he filmed the UFO at 2.12 p.m. on October 26th. Um, the UFO video was captured with my DJI Phantom 3 professional 4K aerial camera. I don't know if that makes any sense to our UFO hunters, but that's what he used. It sounds legit, uh, though. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so he sounds like a bad report. motherfucker. Right there. Yeah, good. like, we need to get one. Uh, he filed a report with MUFON, and they notified NASA and sent them a copy of the video. So we'll see. And we don't, there's not, a, the actual video is not in this article, which I'm sad about. I don't, why can't we see the video? I want to see. But that's what happened. Uh-oh, oh, so somebody we'll took to, that video. I know. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to keep an on. eye on that case. That's interesting. That and I would, I, I would think a U.S. Air Force veteran knows the difference between a, a plane and a drone and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it was a UFO. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. That's very interesting, though. That's a good story. Very, very, very interesting. Okay. Uh, this what one is just... Got? Yeah, this one's just for the other guy. I have to do this one. I'm going to skip ahead. Hang on. Where did it go? <laughs> There's an alien on Mars, guys. Uh-oh. Finally. Oh, snap, y'all. There it is. I stuck it in chat. Windows. Doing it. Did it. There they are. Okay. So, apparently... Uh, uh, aliens investigators of the internet have spotted what they say could be a living member of the same species, uh, such as the bizarre six-inch skeleton that was discovered in Chile's um, Atacama Desert. 
that spurred claims that extraterrestrial visitors had crash landed on Earth. Well, they claim to have seen that cute little alien or that weird looking short little alien on Mars. So just a few feet away from NASA's Curiosity rover, YouTube user Paranormal Crucible claims that a tiny humanoid alien can be seen spying from behind a Martian rock. The original image was captured by the Curiosity rover's mast cam, revealing the rocky landscape of the red planet. But at the bottom center of the photo, Paranormal Crucible claims to have found something strange. He's colorized the images and added eyes to the head so it's easier to see, but everything is there in the original. So you can see both the original and what he zoomed in. So now my I, I his little zoomed in image, I kind of see what he's saying, but when I go to the Big Mars picture, I can't find it. I can't find the alien. I'm looking. I'm looking too. I'm like, I'm Where looking is the alien? and I'm like I don't see the alien. I see rocks. I see so no many trees. Rocks. No trees. I see an orange sky. But I see <laughs> no aliens. I don't see the aliens. No aliens in front of my eyes. I don't see I'm even trying to like if you it, even like you click on the big picture and then I'm, you I'm, like, I'm squinting my eyes. I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to hard like here, y'all. Find that rock that he says it's behind in the big picture. And I'm not I mean, it. I don't. Why would I don't get? I don't get. Hold on. Why would the alien be hiding on a rock like that? First of all. Well, I mean, maybe he was just walking across the desert, or maybe he came to check out that rover. He was like, "Yo, what's up, rover? Why are you all up in my alien space?" Oh, he was in the desert. He could have been with a horse without no name, walking in the know. desert. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and even with that blurry image, I don't know how he would correlate that to the to the alien skeleton that was found in the in Chile. I'm not quite sure how. I mean, yeah, I'm not quite sure how where he gets that from. So I think he kind of reached a little bit. And I really wish I could see the alien in the big picture, but I can't. Mm -hmm. I, I looked. I can't. I don't know if you guys. It's like where's Waldo? I, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about this I'm, one. I uh, with you. I, I, I'm I'm very close to calling Batsquatch on this one, guys. Honestly, yeah, uh, I'm not in Batsquatch. Like, okay, so sure. maybe over. I'm trying to find that rock because if like you stared fact, at it, yeah. If I, I know if I stare at it long enough, maybe. Yeah, I'm but here's the thing: I, I was squinting my eyes. I was I was giving it all all she had, Captain, and nothing. No, I know, I know. Maybe I gotta put. Maybe we gotta put it in Photoshop and zoom in. Maybe. So, Keep yeah, looking, UFO Hunter, because I don't have the patience to stare at these videos and try to see something. <laughs> <laughs> I got I at least got to give these guys props, because I like it. Nah. Really was yeah. unidentified. <laughs> that is completely unidentified. So if you guys listening see the alien in the big picture, let us know, because we don't see it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I see alien. rocks. I see a lot of rocks. I see a lot of... I mean... I don't even see a shadow. Like I'm looking for like maybe like alien shadows on the ground by the rocks. I got nothing. I don't like. I don't know where he got this from. Mm -mm. And I don't. I I almost think that like he like put the little thing in. Like he photo. Like he zoomed in and like photoshopped in the alien because I don't see it. Like I don't even. I got nothing. 
Yeah, I'm going cross-eyed trying to find this thing. I'm sorry. It's I know. <laughs> Where is the alien? Where is it? Like, literally, my face is about a half an inch away from the screen here. I feel retarded. Like, I really... <laughs> I feel less mentally now than I did 10 minutes ago. Like, I really feel bad for my status gonna, in life. I'm going to open this up in Photoshop and blow it up. I'm not even playing. Hang on. I'm going to give it one one little peek here. <laughs> wow. I'm going to try. You know, at the end of the day, I think this is going to turn out to be one big ruse, and we're just being, being punked by the, uh, the person who posted this. I know. What's his name? I'm going to his YouTube channel. <laughs> Paranormal Crucible. Yeah, he's punking us. He's right now, somebody, right, right now somebody's uh, in a room laughing his ass off. I can't believe they fell for it. <laughs> All right, hang on. Tyranny Unmask in the chat room says it's in the middle at the bottom. Look for the rock with the plus sign. In the middle. I see the rock with the plus sign. I don't see an alien. You know, I do wear glasses for a reason there, uh fellas and Hang ladies. On, I'm, I'm zooming in. But I see nothing at all. Hey, I got this bitch up in Photoshop. I'm zooming in. Well, this truly is bat squash because you, you literally... I can't see it. it's, it's, you have to have bat sight to see it. So. I, <laughs> well, I've got this in Photoshop and I literally just zoomed in on the picture and I'm down at the bottom. I'm looking at the rock with the plus sign. I don't see any... I don't see it. I don't, and I want there to be aliens on Mars. I think there are alien on Mars, but there's not a goddamn alien in this picture. <laughs> there is no alien in this picture. I think I think I, this uh, this animation was helped along by some Photoshop. I think so too. Yeah, because I don't even see like anything that I could go. Well, maybe he thought it was a rock. I just I don't see it at all. Right, right, right. Wait, hang on. Tyranny, Tyranny apparently sees it, guys. Tyranny sees it, and we're just failing at life. He says it's to the right of it. Okay, hang on. Wait. Wait. See, if you look at the picture, there's a thing that's a circles. Hang on. And a little red circle around that area. Hold up. I found something. Hold up. Wait. Well, I see the the one rock that has a cross on it. I don't know if you guys seen that. You see that, that, yeah. that? That's more interesting now, to me than anything else, by the way. Here's the best part of it. Now, now look, Jackal. I'm gonna, I'm about to send you guys this picture. I'm gonna try to make it bigger. Look to the right of that rock. To the next yeah, no, I rock. see. I see the shadow there, but uh, that's it. I don't, that apparently is the alien. Yeah, but that's a little bit say, of a wait, stretch. Wait, wait, I got you. I'm gonna send you. I'm so send blurry to tell that's an alien. I'm not. I could see how he thought that was an alien. No, I could. I could see it now. You haven't looked at it a little closer, and uh, really, that that one rock that has like the the cross on it. You know, it's cut like an across. Kind of looks right. like a road, like a piece of old road I or something. I sent it to you guys think? in the Skype in the Skype chat. I can kind of see what he's talking about. I don't kind of sorta, but this is somebody who definitely helped us. He's this, whoever posted the the uh, image, uh, whoever the original poster is here, uh, definitely helped himself out by uh, using Photoshop on that one image. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he definitely did like some unnecessary Photoshop to this. I I could see how he thinks that's something there. I don't know yeah. that it is. I'm not sure. I'm more that. intrigued by the debris on the other side of this thing, like. There's stuff there that looks mechanical, almost you know, machine-made. Look at that. Yeah, that rock is interesting. That is a very look, interesting rock. Yeah, but rock look, at the, look at the only the rock with the two lines. Look what's on top of that rock, and look at the way it's designed. It has almost like a design to it. Then you look at the other shard, the other piece on the on the ground. It looks like it's almost like a, like a corner of something that broke. There's got to be so much cool shit on Mars. I swear to God they're finding stuff, and they're just not telling us. Of course. 
Of course. I know they're, they found this, all kinds this of looks like debris from a building or something, like an old building. It do, this whole area up. does. It really does. It, it really like does. It, yeah, it looks like it used to be something, and now it's uh-huh. just, you know, worn down by time. Now it's just a pile of rocks. Now it's just a pile of rocks with a not alien, mm-hmm. or maybe an alien. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll I'm gonna go. The other guy, the other yeah. guy, would be like, it's an alien. Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go yeah. half. Look, I'm gonna come. Be trolling along on there. That's probably who that was. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna call half bat squatch on that one because I don't think there's an alien per se there, but there's definitely some to that image, uh, which is pretty damn interesting. So indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. I agree. I'll leave it at that. Uh, guys, we've got to hit break here in, uh, in a few seconds. We have our guest waiting in the rings, and Charles uh, Lemuro? Lemuro? Lemuro. 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 There we go. Lemuro. Lemuro. There we go. I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he will be with us, and uh, if you guys want to join in on the fun, call in 786-245-8127. As always, this is Skywatchers Radio, so stick around. We've got a lot more to talk about. After two minutes, be right back. Professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. All right, everybody, welcome back to All Technical Tuesday here on Skywatchers Radio. Had a, had a little technical uh, issue there with Skype. You know, Skype has been doing, like, so many upgrades. I wonder if they're, like, upgrading or they're just trying to kill me. You know, they're trying to, like, murder me. They're trying to give me a heart attack in mid-show. Is that what's going on here? They don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. They're just doing it. Oh, shit. my goodness. Oh, my God. So terrible. Hate Skype. Hate Skype. But you know what I love? I love our guest, Charles Lemiru. <laughs> you know Perfect. Crystal. Woo-hoo! You know Crystal. We got it right. Yeah. His name is synonymous with love. Just saying. It's all the love. Yeah. Well, yes, that's exactly Dang. it. <laughs> Charles, how the hell are you, my friend? Welcome back. Or oh, welcome to Skywatchers. How you doing, sir? Yeah, doing great, and really thrilled to be um, on this show. That's a great name, Skywatchers. You gotta love it. Skywatchers Radio. Absolutely. Yes, that's how we roll. Now, Charles, uh, 
this is how we roll. But I'm, uh, you know, I've done a little sky watching myself. I've done uh, maybe a few hundred hours. I will say I've logged in, you know, sky watching. Uh, you've done over a thousand, maybe more than that at this point. How many hours have you logged in so far as a actual sky watcher? Actually, uh, uh, sky watching four UFOs uh, since 2011, 2010 through 2011. Close to 2,000 hours. Wow. And that's that's when I first started the first two or three years. Um, on the clearer nights, I would do the whole night. Uh, I'd be out there for five, six, seven, sometimes even eight hours until the sun c- comes up. And um, I was really, really obsessed with it because I was seeing some strange things and I wanted more and more. It, was, it, it became a real obsession. Because um, once you see something that is totally not supposed to be there, and it's not far from your your camera lens. Um, you want to you want to see more. You want to know what it is. So I yeah I, I would say very close to two thousand hours. Um, and um, you know it's just the only times I don't sky watch is when it's raining like right now in the Pacific Northwest. You know how it is. You can't. Wouldn't that be a good time though? You you would think that would be kind of a neat time to sky watch though when it's raining. Uh, when it's raining, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, but just think about it. Just go outside, pitch a tent, you know, just hang out, you know, let, let it rain. I mean, you don't have to have great equipment, but maybe you see some. You haven't in been in enough rain, I guess. You're living over there in Florida too long. You need to come over here on this side. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've been to the but hurricanes you know, and rain. Right <laughs> but strangely, believe it or not, my best sighting um, without cameras, of course, it was uh, it was uh, with the naked eye. Well, I was watching TV, and I think I, you know, I spoke to this um, in the last um, interview. It was that blue orb, which was the size of a golf ball, and it was raining just like this. It was in December 2014, watching TV, and a little blue uh, light was bouncing up and down outside my balcony on the 21st floor. And, you know, I first thought it was some jerk, you know, with their quadcopter, and, you know, was peeking through the window. So I went out there on my balcony, and there it was. It was a golf-sized sized blue orb very very bright about 10 20 feet away from me and it stopped it stopped doing a yo-yo trick went up and down it kind of like felt like it looked at me and then zipped off across the street over the bridge zigzagging on top of a 50-story building so yeah i guess you could still sky watch when it's raining i think you just need to get um a nice uh, waterproof type of night vision um camera and just hide under the rain somewhere with a you know umbrella tent like you said <laughs> i don't think yeah, it'll be no, doing i think soon. I mean, it sounds crazy, and, and, and it sounds insane, and I know that it's coming from me. It's probably a little crazy and insane, but still, you, you would think in the rain you'd be able to capture, I mean, something interesting, because, I mean, whatever is up there floating around or flying around, it's getting pounded by rain as well, so if it's still in our atmosphere, and uh, let's say yep. some, it's using some kind of cloaking device, right, and it's cloaking well, itself, maybe the rain will have some kind of effect, and you'll be able to see something, you know, just flying around. Well, you know, it's 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 really odd that you mention this because um, the last good credible sighting that was here, not from me, but from um, a non-UFO person, it, uh, I saw it on MUFON. He's a guy from Vancouver. He was on his balcony, not far from me, maybe about a half a kilometer. And he was on his balcony at about midnight. And this is during the rainy you know, season. Uh, I think it was um, in the springtime or, or sometime in the winter. And there was. It was a big, huge, uh, triangle-shaped um, object coming over from the Cypress Mountain area, like where I usually see a lot of my stuff. And he actually saw uh, a triangle-shaped uh, craft that was weathered. He called it weathered. Um, he saw it clearly, and it was very silent. It was not. He didn't hear anything at all. And he says it was the size of a 747, and it was fairly like maybe two, 3,000 feet above the city. And it just took off, kept on going throughout the harbor until it was gone. 
And it was just below the cloud level, you know, at nighttime, you can see with the light pollution, right? You can see the base of the clouds right. and it's really right, right, drizzling. Right. And he saw it clearly. And this guy is not a UFO buff or anything. You know, I checked him out. I tried to get him on um, the chat online and everything, but I never did. But, you know, I don't think anybody would want to hoax this. He's not doing a YouTube video. He's not going out to get any fame, go out to any UFO conference or anything like that. So, you know, unless he's seen something and he's delusional and smoking pot, then, you know, you know, this is Vancouver. It can happen. But, you know, I've never seen a UFO smoking pot. <laughs> but it, it was credible. I mean, and, I, you know, I, I do believe him because I'm seeing a lot of stuff. And, you know, I'm, I, I can't be the only one. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are just not reporting it. Mm-hmm. I tell you this right now. There's not a whole lot of potheads that are going to ever see UFOs. Just not going to happen. Well, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's just not good because they're usually inside I, eating munchies and you know and having mm-hmm. snacks and no, watching TV and playing video games. That's what yeah. pilots do. So I mean, don't, don't you know? Don't correlate you know pot smoke and and UFOs watching just because I do it. <laughs> just because I go start watching smoking weed well, doesn't mean everybody else does it. All right. Well, I don't. I don't. And you know, I, I couldn't even think of even trying that. I'd uh, I I probably fall asleep before I see my first UFO. Charles, I'll be honest with you, but I've been sky watching for for a decade at least now, and nice. uh, and you know I don't have as many hours as you because you know I have a lot of other things unfortunately that keep me away from the uh, the lovely skies, uh, but I, I do look forward to actually doing a little bit more sky watching as the uh, you know the future uh, comes towards me and, and it comes fast, uh, but you know. I've actually I'll tell you this much: mostly everybody that I know that sky watches is a pothead. Oh really? <laughs> True story. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I ain't gonna lie to you. To I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't care if you're you have a couple of drinks on board or if you're smoking pot. If you see something and it's very very clear that it's not something that's mundane in the sky. I mean, yeah, sure, you can see a satellite or a flock of geese or something. If someone's eyes, you can say, "Wow, what was that? That looked like a UFO." When you know, it could be a flock of geese or a meteor. I, you know, I'm into astronomy for the last 30 years. Um, it's a hobby of mine. I'm, you know, a real big astronomy enthusiast. So I know my skies. And it's, it's hard to, you know, say that I was a meteor or that was a satellite. When this thing's changing, you know, 90 degree turns and stops midair. Um, satellites don't do that. Um, you know, it's bright. It's not from the light pollution. It strobes. You know, that's not a flock of birds. You know, and I know night vision devices now very, very, very well. And it's like I know what's uh, a bug that's flying across the lens, you know, night vision with the light pollution. I know what um, a bird and a bat looks like. You know, at the beginning, I thought they were UFOs. But, you know, right. it takes you, you – know, you get used to it and you get to you know, debunk all those things. Uh-huh. So, so, oh, that used know, to happen to me all the time at first when I used to capture uh, birds and planes. And I was like, oh, my God, these are alien exactly. spaceships. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, it, even the satellites come out really bright and strong. Yeah. And you think, wow, that's got to be a UFO. You know, and it took you know me what, tri- what tripped me out? And, and this is crazy, Charles. Not to cut you off, I'm sorry. But it, this tripped me out. <laughs> I did this a long time ago. And I redid it just to put it on YouTube, just to see the reaction I'll get from folks. Um, I started, you know, I was playing around with the camera outside uh, doing a little sky watching. And I started pointing towards airplanes coming towards me. And it boggled my mind how on camera it would look like orbs in the sky is just floating there for minutes on end. They just would look like it's floating there. Not moving, not going anywhere, just floating there because they're coming towards me, right? Exactly. So as it's coming towards me for like at least five, ten minutes, it's going to look like just like an orb floating in the sky. And I started like thinking about that. I was like, wait a second. 
what if this is what people are seeing? Maybe they're a little bit, uh, you know, drunk on the moonshine, maybe a little peyote, maybe a little bit of the weed. I don't know what they're doing, but <laughs> maybe they're seeing airplanes and they're so high on stuff that they're thinking, well, maybe this is, you know, a UFO or an alien spaceship. So I took a video and I put it on YouTube. This is a true story. And it was just maybe like like a two-minute video of uh, of an orb, right, floating in the sky in front of my uh, my house. And again, it's this is an, an airplane. There was no doubt about it. it was an airplane. That's a, that, that's what it was. It, it flew over my head. I saw the the you know the ex, the uh, kind of the exhaust fumes that came out. It was an airplane. But yeah. for at least that two minutes that I put that I put some work in on, and I even made a little like dr- dramatic music behind it, and me you know like myself, uh, I put a little text over it. I talked a little bit over it to dramatize the whole thing. And and next thing you know, Charles, I'm not even kidding. I had at least two or 3,000 comments on that one video from everybody saying, oh, my God, this looks so legit. Have you been contacted by MUFON? Uh, are you scared for your life? Oh, what's going on? Are, are you getting oh, hit yeah. up by the men in black yet? And people really, you know, they took it as a legit video. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, that's a freaking airplane, man. Are you serious? But everybody believes that everybody bought it. Next thing you know, some website picked it up and they, they had it as one of the most authentic-looking UFO videos of the decade. And I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Really? This is the big problem. Yeah, this is the big problem today. You know, um, it's the YouTube, it's the online social media, you know, and you get all these websites and companies that they pick up, you know, Skywatchers, um, you know, videos and, and they just exaggerate and it becomes very subjective. And, and a lot of times, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of newbies, a lot of new Skywatchers out there that don't know any better and they think they are UFOs. And you know what? And I, I totally understand where they're coming from. But it, it's a learning process, right? They need to learn this. And they'll swear, you know, uh, for sure it was an orb. It was this. It went out. But all the time, it was likely a plane, you know. And I can go through so many videos on YouTube right now. And, and I can debunk most of them, you know. You just got to go and ask them the story. You know, where's the airport from where your location is? How far is it? You know, how long did you see it um, in the air for? Where did it go? You know, how did it, did it blink out? Did it fade? All these questions you ask. And they don't ask these questions themselves. They see something. It looks something that they've never seen before because they're not, they've never looked at the skies before, right? They're just starting to look at the skies. That's human nature, right? We look straight down. We don't look up. Usually, unless you know, you're doing a little, you know, sky watch looking at the stars. But people right, now right. that are starting to look at the stars uh, for a longer period of time, they're seeing stuff they've never seen before. They haven't seen a plane with a light that's coming towards them. They don't ask these questions and they need to. And if they don't ask those questions, they're going to be filming a lot of mundane objects, and it's not going to help anybody in the UFO community or even themselves if they want to learn more about capturing UFOs. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that from the heart because I, I've done that, you know, for the first couple of weeks doing this UFO thing with night vision. You know, I've, I've, I blundered away like, wow, I thought that was a UFO, and I posted it on YouTube, and oh, my God, I was wrong. You know, after a few months later, I realized after learning and seeing and debunking my own films that no, 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 this is this. So I'm I'm... I, I, I could say to you know straight out straight up with you guys right now that I, I am an expert at this now uh, because I've been able to debunk a lot of stuff that normal people will think it's a UFO. Uh, not to just to pack myself in the back, but it's you know it's a fact because um, I think people need to just you know settle down, learn, learn the skies, learn a bit about astronomy, and debunk your own videos. Ask yourself a lot of questions before saying it's a UFO and plastering it all over YouTube. Because right. once it gets on YouTube, if it's if, if it's a real setting or not, it gets lost. 
Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you got those hoax yep. channels. Um, we'll take the real f- bad ones, the misidentification ones, or even the hoax ones, which is a lot of them. And they really blow it up out of proportion, exaggerate to get click, you know, clickbait to get money. And um, and then people look at that example of a UFO as a real UFO when in, in fact it's not. So when the real stuff gets on YouTube, mm-hmm. that's not a UFO, right? And it's the real thing. So it's it's unfortunate but that's the way it is right now so there's got to be some changes um there's a lot of new sky watchers coming on board around the world and i think there might be some people right now listening on from melbourne and australia a great crew out there that they they've organized themselves together as a great team uh they all live far apart from each other but all around the, the whole area of melbourne and they they talk to each other back and forth on facebook um you know on the telephone and they're a good crew crew and i think there's a lot of that going on around the world um and i think that's that's the next step you know is education and getting people together and talking about their videos and that's the only way you're going to learn and and actually shoot the real thing because ufos are hard to film they're rare look how many hours have i put in yes i got a lot of videos Mm -hmm. but that's a lot of hours of filming (laughs) that's a lot of hours out there if there were that common i'd have thousands of videos and you know i don't care what Uh anybody says no way people are, set, are are filming hundreds of videos or hundreds of UFOs uh, unless they're spending tens of thousands of hours in the last 30 years, but that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah unless your life is literally sky-watching every single night, yeah, there's a good chance, you know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah, my oh, yeah. last 50 months, I had nothing, and I was out there almost every clear night for uh-huh. at least three or four hours, you know, until um, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, sometimes a little later, sometimes, you know, I only do about an hour and I had nothing for 15 months. And then one night in June, you know, I was out there for not even 20 minutes. Bam. If you've seen my video, uh, the orange orb, uh, there's two of them that came over from the Harbor and the inlet in Vancouver at about, I don't know how many hundreds of feet up. It, it was over the buildings anyways. It could have been thousand feet up. It could have been 500 feet up, but it was very, it was fairly low. And I think you've seen it, right? And it came yep. around, changed directions, came around the buildings, uh, came down, descended. It was, it was, it was moving in an intelligent manner. And it came around the balcony on someone else's balcony across the street. And that's what they used to do with me, right? They used to come in from the inlet, uh, from the harbor, and come swooping down from the top of the building. Sometimes really fast, zigzagging, taking all these strange degrees, turns, ninety degrees, this and that. Stop midair, and then they disappeared. All of a sudden, they come right close to my balcony, really slow, like they're checking me out. And I film it. So it's it's a rare thing, but um, that's that's what I call UFOs. Those are actually orbs, right? It's an unidentified flying object. Now, do you think so inside you can... these uh, orbs, do you think there's like little people walking around? Do you think there's, uh, there's drones? I mean, what do you think these things are? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, if if it's it's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that these things, um, you know, they're holding some little aliens in there with with little spacesuits. I highly doubt that's the case. Um, little tiny but, fellows. You know, yeah, I, I I don't know really. It's it's a phenomena. It's it's literally a UAP. It's an unidentified aerial phenomena, and or unexplained. And when I saw the blue one, the size of a golf ball, and I've seen them from a golf ball size to a beach ball, nice big beach ball, you know, on the on Miami Beach, you know, people playing not that big size, you know, and sure the big beach ball one, yeah, if they're really small aliens, they can probably fit in that crap. But do they morph? Are they just portion of of the actual craft itself? I don't know, but the golf ball size one, you know, for me, it looked like it was, it could have been a, a, a probe of some sort, or maybe it's something else completely different. See, I have let, me tell you, let me tell you something, Charles. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Phantasm, 
But if I see a little small oh, orb, mm -mm, circular yeah. thing coming Ow. flying at me, I'm yep. running. Because I've seen Phantasm. I've seen how that yep. shit ends. Well, you know, you, you've heard the stories of the Skinwatcher Ranch, right? With these yes. uh, orbs running around and the dogs are getting fried by them when they're chasing them. So, mm -hmm. um, is there, you know, that from all accounts, it sounds legit. These are legit stories that really happened. Uh, you know, there's orange ones, there's blue ones, there's multicolored ones, there's transparent ones that are just white and they're like invisible, like a mirage, right? They're, it's like right. Predator. We talked about that earlier, you know, they're just mm -hmm. sitting there in the sky and I can pick them up with my night vision. It's like a ripple in, 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 uh, in the sky. And then when I hit it with a laser, boom, it illuminates the whole, you know, it was the size of a basketball. So there was an object there and it was solid or at least it absorbed my laser light. So I don't know. Um, it could be a whole bunch of different things or it could be just one different one phenomenon. We just don't want to know anything about. And then right now, Charles. I guess where we are. Charles, I know you're familiar with Chris Brown here, uh, one of the co-hosts on Skywatchers Radio, who uh, has one of the uh, probably one of the few. Uh, I wouldn't. It wasn't an abduction, but one of the few uh, contacty kind of stories where he was, you know, a witness uh, to a to a, an orb, uh, and it's one of the few stories that I've heard in the last few years that actually made me, you know, not question it because of uh, you know the incident, the way it happened, the way it went down, who was there with him, uh, and the fact that uh, it kind of, like, it, it sounds too real to be fake, you know what I mean, and uh, Chris, yeah. I know you're on the line, uh, Chris, I mean, your experience, have you, in you know, what you saw, uh, I mean, have you ever wanted to see anything like that again, I mean, have, have you had that thought at all, and uh, have, have you, you know, at any point in time, uh, looked at what Charles has uh, worked on and said, man, my, my orb is very similar to what he's talking about. Chris J. Brown, unmute. <laughs> unmute now, Chris J. Brown. I'm telling you, he's on mute. He's on mute. Any minute, he's going to come back and be like, I'm sorry, I was muted, damn it, and I screwed up. And... He's muted. He's, oh, for sure. He's sleeping. I, I got to learn. I, 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 I definitely need to um, hear his story again because um, I, I know it's really it's really interesting. And there's a lot of um, uh, abduction-type stories and and. Well, he was in the woods, uh, and just to like, give you a brief summary of uh, of what happened to him, he was in the woods with his son, and he came across this orb in the middle of the woods, which was an orange orb, like you mentioned, uh, and it had a red center, like almost like a, a plasma, like melting oh, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And a uh, very interesting story. What sells it for me is his son was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and witnessed you it. Know, yeah, and his son, I mean, we had him on one of the shows. He spoke out and told us exactly the, what his experience was. And we're talking about a kid. When you, when you involve a kid, you know, that, that to me adds a little bit more credibility to it because kids Absolutely. are not good liars, first of all. You could, when you talk to a kid, you can kind of tell when he's fibbing, you know? And Yeah. There's honesty yeah. coming from this kid, so. I agree. How old was he when uh, he, he witnessed it? Oh, geez, 11? 12, something around there? Was, something was, around there, yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't want to say. Oh, yeah. it, 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 well, these, these are really consistent kind of stories, right? Um, mm -hmm. These spherical objects, orange orbs um, with a center in the middle or, or and um, uh, melting, you know, some type of metal, liquid metal, or, or even sparks coming from it. I mean, even the Rendlesham, you know, story there with that uh, sphere in, in the bushes where the military guys had witnessed, you know, those are all consistent you know um stories and there's definitely truth to all this um and that's the problem that, you know you get these really incredible stories they, they sound too good to be true but they are and and 
And then you got the ones that, uh, you know, you don't know anymore what's real or not and what's hoaxed and what's misidentified. That's the big, big problem with ufology today. Uh, and I blame it a lot on social media. So um, I think getting to a point where, you know, I think if, if more people can actually, you know, just take the time to forget about all these bad YouTube channels that are, <laughs> they know for sure they're fake. Yeah. Don't give them the time of day. You know, Third face of moon. Um, you know, I'm with you 100%. Um, and the real stories can come out, you know, and the real stories yeah. that may sound, you know, too good to be true or not, you know, let the, those witnesses come on and tell their story. Because right now, a lot of people are too scared to tell them about talking about them or, you know, I don't know. It's it, There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm hoping that somewhere down the line that what I'm doing. I know there's a lot of people that are following what I do. You know, they're picking up similar type of equipment, putting together the same type of tripod with, you know, uh, multispectral, you know, cameras, you know, from thermal to uh, night vision to, you know, regular HD, 4K cameras, mm -hmm. couple monitors, you know, and now get into spectrography, which I'm trying to get into is um, a type of filter because I can't afford the real, real core that the military has or NASA has, you know, those are getting into the thousands of dollars, but you know, getting into um, uh, dif diffraction, or what are they called now? Uh, this one called Star Analyzer. It's from this private company. It's a diffraction grading uh, filter you put in front of your DSLR. I got I got the Canon XA10, which is a great, great movie camera. And you, you can just put that filter in front of What's it called again? What's that? The, What's it called the again? The Canon? Yeah. You mean the camera? Yeah, the Canon XA10? No, the, the filter. What's it called? Oh, the filter. It's called the Star Analyzer. Um, and it basically is it's just a little filter you put. It's, it's for astronomy, and you put it in your eyepiece when you're checking out the stars and you want to check the, uh, the, the spectral um, waves. You know, you want to know what it's made out of, that star is made out of. You know, it's, it's, it's a hobbyist tool, gotcha. right? Gotcha. We want to use it for the UFOs, the orbs, you know, and, and see what their fuel, the fuel that they're burning. Is it, is it regular uh, elements that they're using? Is it something that's really foreign that shouldn't be up in the sky? You know, so this is really important for scientists and for myself. I'm curious, too. You know, what's this little orange orb running around? I can't pick pick it up, first of all, on thermal. So, in other words, right. that object is not there. It's it's light. It's just light that's floating around. Well, that's that's not right. It's a, it's either a hologram, plasma, which, which a lot of witnesses have seen it look like a ball of plasma. So, it's very consistent right there. So, what is that ball of plasma? What's it made out of? Well, this is where this filter will come into play. So if it's if it's emitting a light source, you'll be able to pick up the spectral waves on it, right? And this is why you can take this filter and get the little rainbow and check it out and see what elements, what what it's using to, um, to float around in. If it's a propulsion, if it's whatever. So I'm hoping, you know, I just don't have the money right now. This Canadian funds, this thing's like only 200 US and it's like $5,000 Canadian. <laughs> it's, um, I want to get it, but it's just, it's, you know, it's 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 a lot of money. When you put that in and... <laughs> It's four hundred something dollars Canadian, and then um, I want to get this another. Um, it's called the Madar Three. Uh, it was developed by a fellow by the name of Challen Holt. Uh, what's his last name again? Holt. Yeah, Holt. Challen Holt from NICAP, and he just started selling okay. them. And it's basically a radar system, and, and it picks up the. Um, from my understanding, I'm just learning about it now. Um, um, just like, a, you know, those, um, um, oh, what's it called again? I'm just forgetting everything here. I got so much equipment. I can't remember all the names. Uh, picks up electromagnetic. Uh, here it is. I'm trying to get the name of it. 
Ah, it's right in front of me. There's a Trifield Natural EM meter. That's what I use for. Um, it picks up electromagnetic frequencies, you know, in the air. If it's something uh-huh. that's not supposed to be there, like lightning, um, before an earthquake, it's it's, it's it'll, it'll the 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 meter will go off. It'll start pe- spiking, and you know that that EMF field shouldn't be there, and you, it'll pick up a storm coming in, lightning storm. So if there's a UAP that's using EMF, you know frequencies it'll spike so this radar system that he has it will pick it up but what's really interesting is he has a software um and everybody that has this radar system is spiked in it's locked in linked into it through the internet and he can actually see um if there actually is something in your environment and around your atmosphere that shouldn't be there it's spiking in emf and it'll actually send you a text message saying there's something in your vicinity <laughs> this oh, is wonderful. Handy. Wow! When yeah, you're training cool. outside, like right now, if I had that system, just hold. Uh oh! Skype went dead on everybody. What the hell just happened? Okay, uh, this is bizarre. Literally, Skype. It, and it's funny because I'm reading here on the uh, Skype chat uh, that I have with everybody on the call, and everybody's like, "Yeah, my Skype just went weird." He just went bizarre. He just went crazy. He just went haywire. And next thing you know, the Skype call just dropped. Let's see if I can get everybody get back on. Charles, you still there, yeah. Charles? Yeah. Sorry, we 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 lost you. We lost everybody for a second there on the uh, on the yeah. station. Wow, that was back weird. now. We're all back. All right, cool, cool. Sorry We're about that. Back. Continue, yep. Charles. Sorry. No, no, no problem. Hey, Chris so, is back. Um, all right, Chris. It's called Madar. Madar. Okay. Like, okay. Madar, Madar three. Yeah. Yeah, so um, again, that's another piece of equipment that I want to um, use, um, part of my what, Skywatch's mobile unit. Uh, so two more pieces of equipment. Once I have those two pieces of equipment, then my mobile unit will be full-on um, scientific instrument. It's mobile. I can take it anywhere with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, any scientist, that, um, the data that I pull from that, it's real science. So they can't say anything about Charles. You know, you're just shooting video. You have no science behind it. Well, right. I can that, right? So this is what I want to get. Because right now, videos are great. It goes on YouTube, gets lost. But if you have science behind it showing that, oh, this, this object came in from this degrees in the, in the horizon, coming in from the northeast. Uh, it was pegging an EMF of this at, at possibly about 300 feet away. And then you got a spectral analysis of this. And then they can do some real science with that and then compare it to all the other uh, UAPs around the world and, and figure out what these things are. You know, and that's yeah. the whole thing. What are they? That is a question right there. Uh, Charles, we have a caller on the line who has been patiently waiting to ask you some. James West has joined us. Uh, James, welcome to uh, Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Welcome, James. What's up, Charles? It's East Texas UFOs. How's it going, man? Hey, how are you, James? (laughs) (laughs) That's your name. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. This guy right here, he is legit. You're not going to find a more legit guy on the internet. I promise you that. Oh, thanks, James. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's serious. But yeah, uh, man, it's it's good to talk to you, Charles. How's it going? Oh, really good. How you been getting any uh, anything near? I haven't seen you on the on Facebook or on YouTube for a while. Has it been quiet over there? It's it's been deader than a doorknob, and uh, the it, it, like you were saying earlier, the better you get at identifying things, the less you actually see because you can knock out all the faulty stuff and. You don't put anything, you know, uh, reaching on the internet. <laughs> you yeah, you become more self-conscious of what you put on the internet. Absolutely, and and you know, and trust me, you know, you you have right now. How many months I haven't seen you on YouTube? So 
you have a little lull right now. Trust me, it'll come back. It did with me, and I was so surprised. I thought they were gone. I'd never see a UFO again, and bingo, boom. They had one of the best orb uh, videos I've had in, in probably three years. So hang tight. They're coming back. Oh, yeah, there's always those cold spots, and it comes back for sure. Yeah, yeah. 15 months for me was a real cold spot. I was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was ever going to come back. Well, that's great. I really appreciate that, James. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, there you Do go. you have anything else? James? Oh, I was also going to say uh, uh, what what uh, the Jackal was saying about filming the planes. Uh, I, I think you and I are, are familiar with that when all these different people were posting. Mm-hmm. It was like a wave that came in all of a sudden. Everyone just started p- posting those, uh, yeah. those planes. And, oh, and, and you know, sorry, continue. And and you and I both know uh, Allison Crusoe, right? Yeah, right. And that hurts her, and that that was hurting me because we were actually filming something. That more, was real. a lot more to it. Yeah, and that's and that's it too. And that's great that you brought that up because they, it's you know, unless you're really good at what you like, you've been doing this for a long time. It's hard to know the difference, you know, between a plane that's coming towards you or the actual real um, phenomena. And mm. I think, you know, once you get good at doing it and you have your camera in your hand and you've been filming these for a while, you know right away within seconds, yourself, Allison Cruz, myself, that you know that your filming is the real thing. And that's where, again, that spectral, spectral analysis, you know, getting a spectroscopy, excuse me, spectroscopy, spectros- I'm sorry. <laughs> you sound like me tonight. Getting spectroscopy, yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Um, getting a spectroscopy or a, a filter, which I'm getting, which is a star analyzer, is a much safer word. Filter. It's, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Filter. <laughs> you will you will eliminate um, you know the uh, the mundane right there immediately, um, but you won't know right away the first couple of minutes if you're a newbie. Um, you and ourselves, you know, we'll be able to figure it out, especially if you have a zoom camera, and then that's really important too. If you just have a, an iPhone. Uh, smartphone, um, you're not going to get the best detail. You're not going to get the definition. Um, it's, you know, optical zoom 80 times, 100 times. A telescope, when you have a stationary object, that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. And you, you've done it for a while now, James, so you know what I'm talking about. For sure, for sure, man. Yeah, uh, but but I just wanted to make the point that there is an actual phenomenon where UFOs do do things that where they try to mimic uh, man-made objects to kind of blend in with the surroundings. But at the same time, they're breaking the laws of physics and doing things that a plane could never do. But they're usually at, at the tops of trees and things that are breaking FAA regulations and and other things like that. Yeah. And I know you and Allison have filmed stuff like that. I haven't yet. Mine has just been total, you know, yeah, mostly just orbs. Um, And of course, I was able to find orbs because of your uh, tactics. With your awesome oh, yeah. setup that you had, we were able to pull together and try some of that and capture. So you got orbs. You got to you got to send them. You got to put it on YouTube or just send it to me. Yep. Yeah, I can <laughs> right. see yes. them. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see them too. I've only filmed one craft, uh, which I, th- I say it's a craft, and yet I still don't know what it is. And I call it the wobbler. And that happened over six month period, and I filmed it four times. And that's the only thing that I filmed outside of. Uh, the spherical orbs that I have and I still I, and again I, I think it is a ship or a craft or it could be it could be a military drone but you know this thing was wobbling and spinning and going at different speeds and changing direction 
I don't know of any kind of, uh, you know, smart drone uh, the U.S. would make that would wobble. So, um, again, I still don't know what that is. And like 99% of my other well, have Well, and, you know, as, as you know, it's a little bit about my encounter too, Charles, with the encounter with the orbs. It was spinning. Uh, That's it. So, uh, it was the outer bubble around the sphere that, that was spinning. Of course, the, everything was spinning. But, um, so, yeah, when you and say... And the red that, metal. And, and the yep, red metal. Yep. And the red liquid inside the sphere. Yep. Um, so, um, but when you say wobbling, and it's, that's that's where it comes is the spinning. And so that's what I always myself try to look for on all these videos and stuff like that of people with the orb. Is, is it goes in my head. It's, I always do that thing thing with the wobbling, the spinning. And maybe it's easier for me because I've said, you know, this because I've seen it close. I can spot it easier. But, um yeah, it's definitely a big one to me. It's a wobbling look. Oh, really? So yours did wobble and spin? Yeah, it was spinning. It was spinning backwards while it was going forward at oh, very, very, very high speed. It was just six feet from us. So we, you know, I could touch it. You know. Wow, that must have been amazing. Yeah, it was. It's really been a. It is. It's been a stressful thing, but kind of too. It's been amazing, but stressful. But oh, the. I can um, the um, spinning was going, I mean, like say, I couldn't say how fast in the sense it was spinning. It was spinning very fast. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that was that's a very distinctive thing with me when people say they see these orbs and stuff like that. It's always the first thing I ask is that because. Well, you yeah. saw my Wobbler one, right? It's, it's hard to see it yeah. on um, a compressed video that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my on the raw video that I have here at home, and I, and I play it. I keep on playing it just like once in a while. And I just go through it, and I just try to figure out what this thing could be. It was spinning, wobbling consistently sure. on its axis, and even mm-hmm. had a, like an optical illusion to it where it looks like it's, it's uh, spinning in the reverse. But it's not. It's like a top, right? You know when a top's yeah. starting to wobble down? It yeah. looks like it's spinning the opposite way, but it's an optical illusion. Like it's really also spinning backwards while it was going forward. Exactly. That's 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 what mine was doing. The wobbler and I clockwise, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really think that was it. Well, it's a UFO for sure, but it's um. I don't think it's something that we're we're making. Um. I think it's something you know that's from somewhere else. And again, yeah, I'll never you, see the alien words. You never like, know, I, though. That's the thing. Don't Remember, know. We're, we're, we've talked about this before, not, not only on this show, but on other shows that I've done uh, that deal with this subject, and I've heard this mentioned before by scientists uh, who are into the subject, and I have to agree with, uh, if we are to believe that we've been back engineering crafts for the last 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, whatever it is, uh, if we are to believe that NASA and the government are just a shell for the shadow, you know, a shadow government for the real government. If we are to believe they have, you know, technologies that are 100, maybe 200 years more advanced than anything we know of, then right. this could just very well be something that they've been working on for the last 50 years, guys. And we're, you know, we're all quick to jump to like, oh, it's an alien from Alpha Centauri. Well, that's it. That's, a, that's exactly true. Well, that's what I said. It seemed very alien. What we, we, what I seen the technology in the sense were. Remember, the remember, if you go and, 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 we'll and, I, and I hate to use, hold on, I hate to use this, but if you go back a hundred years in time with an iPhone and you show that off, people oh, will be like, yeah. you're an extraterrestrial. My goodness, wicked yeah. wizardry that you're showing me here. What is this thing? Well, that you brings know, up a very interesting question, though. So, okay, assume that these. Okay, so let's just entertain that for a second. Okay, they're government made. That's what these orbs are. Uh, let me ask the orb hunters out there. I mean, 
are they over an interesting area? You know, is there, I mean, like what kind yeah. of data would the government be collecting? I mean, I'm not saying they're not, but if they are, then what are they doing? Well, you know what, um, Crystal, I don't think, and I think, I think what people are thinking more so is the nuts and bolts type of crafts are possibly man made or government made or uh, military made, not the orbs. I think the orbs, and this is where, um, this is where it gets really interesting. You know, so you got this phenomenon, and I can tell you right up front, there's no way in hell that this is a government man-made object. These orbs, when it comes, I've seen it almost ten feet from me. This thing was, if anything was, I would go more spiritual based, something more of an entity, more of a. If you're into the spiritual thing of the ghosts or whatever, they would. I got that feeling that. too. Yeah, it's either more that. Yeah, but based on what? On what though? I mean, on what? Are you basing it on just uh, instinct? Is that gut the feeling? feeling that you get when you're around? Well, them? yeah, it, it was yeah. it was amazing. It was an amazing sensation. First of all, I felt like a somewhat somebody was there. It was. Yeah. Um, there's two episodes I had. One that was the first time I ever did this in 2012 that changed my whole life. That got me into this, really into this obsession. When I said at the beginning of the of the show, um, I, I had this one orb. And it's called the Amazing Energy Orb. That's on my YouTube channel. It's a really badly degraded uh, video with night vision because I had a shitty uh, uh, DVR. And it came about 50 feet from me, and it looked like a hell of spikes in it, like a plasma ball. Uh, it was a weird object, but it came by so slow. It, it felt like I, I even said on film, I go, what are you? Who are you? You know, I felt it was a person in front of me. I felt a presence. And it changed me. And I won't go into all these details, but strange things happened to me over that one period of time. And it wasn't just my psychology, man, my brain thinking my UFOs, aliens and all that stuff. You know, I had, um, you know, high strangers happening to me, you know, my, my, uh, I think we talked about that in the last show, you know, my doorbell went off, you know, at the front, front lobby there, you know, there's no way that right. it would three nights in a row, wake me up at three o'clock in the morning with the CCTV camera there, nobody pushing the button. Uh, I had lucid dreams, waking up sweating, can't remember what I was dreaming about, but well, well you, definitely were having, you, you were having some paranormal activity for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So. And then this blue one really just knocked my socks off because it was so close to me and it was bright blue. And there's just a blue light. It's like a flying LED light. That's all it was. And I saw it close enough that there was nothing in there. It was just a light. It was a light. And it was strong, bright. And oh, I forgot to mention that when it did zip off, went over the bridge, it was at the top of the building. It was a 50-story building. It did morph into a larger size sphere. It was a lot, a lot Almost the size, I think it was bigger than a beach ball. I can't tell you exactly how big it was because I had my camcorder on it. But as soon as it hit record, it blinked out. So if major coincidence or did it know it was like I was taking a video of it? I don't know. But it was a lot larger. So it went from a small golf ball size to a huge beach ball size uh, orb because it was so bright on top of the building. And I'm talking it mm -hmm. was uh, 400 meters away and 50 stories. So 30 stories higher than where I am at. And I... Pfft, it was really bright on top of it, and I was zooming in. I go, holy jeez. I was just so hoping to get the video of that because it would have just, you know, blown some socks off for other people because it was right there. It's, I still, that, blink still out, that blink out thing that Charles was just mentioning where they blink out, that's happened on 95% of the close orb, uh, video, or, or close orb encounters that I tried to film. Literally, you can, like, turn as fast as you want to. But on 95% of the ones that I've tried to capture in my area, they blink out instantaneously. Well, and I wow. think that's 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 very common in a lot of orb uh, people who witness these orbs. Um, 
Yeah, they, they come around, they're bright, and then you just blink out. And then all of a sudden, they're in another spot of the sky. They blink out, um, or they blink consecutively, and then they blink out completely. And then they, it's, there's so many variations of, of these orbs, um, stories, and, and they're all true. They're all very consistent from everywhere around the world. I can't think of one spot that um, someone had an orb encounter that was really legit, a credible uh, person, a sky watcher, that was something new. It was just, it's, I don't know, the behavior, it's very intelligent-like. You know, almost animal-like. You know, that's but, that's how I, I how I put but it. Are, 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 but you say saying also it's very spiritual. So I mean, is, are we talking about uh, are these spirit beings or angels? I mean, are these aliens from another dimension? Are they aliens from another world within our own dimension? I mean, what exactly do you think they are? Well, I, if I was going to guess, if I was going to put, um, if I was a gambling man, which I am, a huge gambling man, we'll go into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's how you make a living. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> I would say I would put my money on um, something more around here, an entity um, that not necessarily come from a different planet, but more um, um, earth, 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 spiritual earth, earth light. Um, Something more based here. It could be alien that's been here all along from day one. Okay. So I'm saying before our time. So well, if it's been, Earth, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but if they've been but, here since before us or since day one, are they really alien? No, no. And I think that uh, then I would probably go with that more than coming from somewhere else. Or it's um, um, again wormholes, different dimension, coming from a different um, a parallel universe. That they can open up into our universe, which is probably parallel, which is the Earth and the different, uh, you know, parallel universe. <laughs> right. And and you know they can show up, boom, and then this is a probe. Um, but who's monitoring the probe? But who's you know? Um, That's the question. It, yeah, and That's I don't. I, I can't answer that. I can't even gamble on. I wouldn't even put money on that. I wouldn't know. But for me, the gut instinct. It's it's something that's a, a presence. Definitely a presence. I can, I can, it's just like if you turn your back around and there's someone behind you 10 feet, you feel that, right? You feel someone's right. behind you. Uh, uh, hold on. I was feeling, and, and as, as you say that, there's like a cabinet that just opened up in uh, the other room and I heard it and just freaking the hell out. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that well, ghost. You, Angel, you've been asking to be visited, so you know, <laughs> you going to get to I'm not even kidding. I, I heard, I heard click and something opened. That's hey, Charles. Opened. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about like the the orbs that Allison was filming back in like 2012 when she oh, set no, up her? They're all like mine. They're very similar to what I'm. I filmed the ones that were zipping around her house, and she got yeah. them on the DVR. Yeah, they're they're exactly to the the ones that I'm filming. Um, they're they were small. Um, they come around, and they were they were affected by her IR lights around her night vision cameras. Um. And they they look kind of like they're running around like they're intelligent, but they're very round, spherical. They weren't a bat. They weren't bugs. They weren't moths. Uh, you can see that with night vision. You can see the wings flapping and all that. So you can rule all that out. And she knows it, too, because she's been filming these for a while, and she knows these things, right? And just like me, she's got nothing now. It's just been very, very quiet. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, no, they're, they're identical. Um, and, again, anybody can see these. They're everywhere. It's just they're, they're, they're hard to film. And you have to look at the skies, and you got to be patient. You know, Charles, the first time I became aware of the, the orb phenomenon, it was really mostly due to ghostly activity, uh, ghost hunters stuff. They were, you know, they point out orbs in rooms and stuff like that, uh, using night vision goggles and 
or night vision cameras. And that's really the first time I became aware of it. Now it's become more and more of a ufology phenomenon uh, from, you know, just the last few years. Uh, why do you think that is? Um, oh, there's, I think there's a lot of, um, I, I, I think a lot to do with the trend. Uh, the trend right now is UFOs. Mm. It's coming back like it was in the 70s. I think there's a lot of the social media. You got this Dr. Greer and, and Stephen uh, Bassett that started the Disclosure Project. And and I think there's also um, th- this whole spirituality is a big, big push for that. People are looking to get they're getting out of religion and getting to spirituality and they're looking for something. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think this whole orb thing, um, again, you're seeing it both sides. You're seeing the ghost. Um, ghosts, I think, started way before this whole big trend with UFOs. You saw all these ghost adventure shows on TV for the last 10, 12 years. And you never had this kind of UFO um, fanaticism or, or trend 12 years ago. I mean, it's always been there, right. but not like how it's been in the last five, six years. If not in the last three years, it's just been crazy. Yeah, and so, you know, the funny thing about that is there hasn't been like a major flap or major event in the last few years. It's been kind of quiet in that sense, but yet yeah. it has picked up popularity, especially within, uh, I wouldn't say young, young folks, but, you know, younger folks, like, you know, mid-30s, you know, early 40s. Yeah. These kind of crowds are starting to get more and more into it, which is good because it keeps the subject relevant. But, you know, we went to MUFON, the symposium recently, uh, Crystal, mm-hmm. myself, and, you know, what we saw, there were a lot of older folks, you know, 60s and 70s, uh, retirees walking around. And, you know, this is, that was really the, the, mo- the bulk of the crowd. And if that's the case, uh, ufology might be dead in the next uh, 10 years. So it's good to what? see that there is kind of like that, you know, revamping of the, the fan base with a, a little bit younger of a crowd. But it's tough because ufology hasn't been able to reach out to the young, young, young crowd and you really get well, them excited about what's going on with the world of well, ufology. Well, you know Why? You know why, and this is probably why they are uh, only getting still a lot of the um, uh, senior people into these conferences and not bringing in the young so much, is that they're, they're still focusing on stuff that's been 70 years, 70 years ago. Roswell, they're bringing right. all the old cases. They're great, they're interesting, but come on, they're just going, every conference, they're bringing it over and over and over, even on you know all the I television agree. series. Yep, they got to stop that. They want to bring it in. Yeah, the buddy system needs to get, and it is what it is. It's the ufology yeah. has has become a ugly buddy system with it comes to to experiencers trying to get their encounters out or going to these places to get your encounter out because you got to break through the ice of all the same guys that showed up a week before that at the other one yeah. uh, in another state, and 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 it's it's a sad situation. And you you kind of get caught up like a guy like me right now is trying to get myself out there. It's been very hard for me because he's trying though. He's man, is he trying? Mm-hmm. Well, you you know, I, I I totally totally agree with you. And, and I think another big big piece of this, and and I'm pushing a lot on this. I'm staying in the backstage a little bit in the back end there. You don't hear a lot about me. I come on these you know a show like yours once in a blue moon. Um, I did one film, as, as you know, a UFO documentary, and it's going to be out soon. Uh, the English mm. is finished uh, version. We just need to get a distributor or, and or network in North America to play it, and you'll see it. It's really great for the newbies. The new people are getting into it, and this is what it's all about. So the problem in ufology right now is that they need to bring in the sky watchers. They don't bring in the sky watchers. They just bring in the witness account. This witness right. did this, this witness did that, and it, it becomes a subjective, exaggerated um, a show at these conferences and it's 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 not a bad thing it's just that it's about them it's not about the sky watcher it's not about what we're doing what we need and what's happening 
what's relevant. You know, and that needs to be. I don't, pushed. I don't need anybody else going and telling my encounter just because exactly. that person is the the so-called big name. And and right, I right. have respect for the people. Okay, yeah, if they want to have they know about my encounter to go and and you know be knowledgeable, but give me the respect to go and to talk about it and tell and in my words and my experience about what happened to me not from somebody else you know well and that's well, the see, problem that don't, yeah go ahead go sorry crystal just really quick because i mean rich in the chat room made a very good point he says that the reason that they don't bring in sky watchers is because i mean and we were definitely talking about this earlier is because most sky watchers can't tell the difference between a plane and a ufo and now drones have also there you go the matter so yep. it's almost like i mean i know eyewitnesses accounts aren't that reliable but it's almost like they're more reliable than sky watchers because sky watchers aren't I mean, and there's, it's not like there's formal training that you can go to do this, but I mean, even you said so yourself, it took you a while before you were able to distinguish what's a UFO and what isn't. So, right. I mean, I think there's definitely hope, but I think, I mean, I think it's very hard to find somebody like yourself to go and speak at a conference. Well, no, yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I think it's going to happen. I think, uh, the, you know, after my documentary comes out and I'm sure I'm going to get the opportunity to do so. Um, but I think there needs to be uh, a level of uh, like triaging these uh, these sightings from people experienced like me. I'm not just saying it's just me out there that knows everything. No, of course not. There's a lot of people like me out there that are not on the stage or you don't know about them. They may be on YouTube. They may be not. They may be on Facebook. They're doing a lot of great work, you know, and they're not in, in the media's eye. They're not in the UFO conference's eye. Maybe their witness account is, as I mentioned before. But I think there just needs uh, to be a level of, um, um, you know, like you triaging these sightings. Like, going, this is a real legit one. The storyline is this guy's credible. This person's done this, and his videotape this, and this video is this and that. And we've and you look at it. You know, there's a lot of videographers out there. I'm a videographer, self-taught. I'm, you know, I can say I'm pretty good at it. And I did this documentary part of it. You know, co-produced it, and you know, I can. I'm pretty good with the camera, so it's about learning. It's about teaching these people. You know, even the people that have been skywatching for a year that never had the proper training at the beginning, it's very straightforward to know what's what's potentially a real UFO, a real phenomena, to something that's mundane. And it, it doesn't take long once you get that person to teach you, right? I had no one to teach me. I had to learn on my own, so that's why it took longer. So if you got someone that's really interested and really wants to learn. It's just about getting educated, and it's really straightforward stuff. And then the more the more you do it, of course, the better you're at it, and the more that you're going to actually really film the real thing. A lot of people are filming things that think it might be mundane, might be is the real thing. It, it could be the real thing, you know. It's and that's yeah, I, I agree. It's 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 a slow. It's going to be a slow process, if if anything, if that's ever going to change. But um, it's got to start somewhere. Okay, so for listeners who are who are out there that that would like to get into this and they would like to do it, you know, seriously, like what kind of tips would you give them? I mean, because you, I mean, you also talked about, you know, when you had that first encounter with the orb, you got this sense that it had a consciousness, that you weren't just looking at an, an you know, an inanimate object, that it there was actually something there. The first question would be, do you always feel that when you're looking at these orbs? And then the second question would be, how do people tell the difference between an orb and dust? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's 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 a, that's a real that's a real easy one. Okay. So yeah. first and foremost, um, uh, not all the orbs I see, uh, I get that sensation. Not at all, because some of them are farther away, further away. Just like the orange one, the orange orb one in June, it was further away and never felt a sensation. But 
you'll know if you look at my videos if anybody's listening right now that, that wants to go to my youtube channel you look at some of my videos you, you you'll look at those videos look at those and look at them closely and look at what you're filming and what you're seeing and compare them you will know right away that it's nothing mundane it you know the way it looks the way it moves in the sky you know right away it's something that's really not supposed to be there. Um, if you got a stationary orange, uh, orange light that's like um, a plane that's coming towards you, you don't know if that's a real thing or not. Well, that's something you need to learn. You need to get a little bit of education in terms of getting the right uh, software, like an application for your nearby airport. You can get all the planes that are coming in your vicinity. You can rule that out with a tap of your finger onto the internet and get to that flightaware, it's called, into your state or FlightAware24LiveAirTraffic.com. That's it. There you go. Thanks, James. And... You, you'll find out where all your planes are. Um, not all of them, but most of them. You know, most of the airline traffic, that's going to give you a nice big bubble of light there that's coming towards you. Of course, sound. There's usually no sound to these at all. Um, I don't think I've heard of anybody that's actually witnessed a UFO that actually heard it. It's always been silent. They're very silent. But most of all, it's you'll know. It's just that gut feeling of go, my God, look at that. What is that? That is so weird. But then you got the other people that are just starting that don't know meteorology at all or, um, uh, sorry, astronomy at all. So I, I would definitely recommend that they get the basics in astronomy. It doesn't have to be a course in astronomy. It just needs to, you know, go on the Internet, get there's a lot of applications out there to look at the stars. What are the stars? What are meteorites? What are satellites? How do they look like? People, most people know what a satellite looks like in the sky. But filming it in the night vision is a different story. So. I think in the future, I'm going to be doing some videos on my website at uh, www.static8films.com. And um, that'll be predominantly the education I'm going to be doing is how to spot a, a real UFO. You know, basically how to look for a real UFO. Like James has said, I gave him a few tips and it's helped him a lot to actually find these orbs. They mm -hmm. are there. And how you look for them is a very specific way of doing them. And it's, it's straightforward. Once you learn how to do it the proper way, you will start capturing these. If you got the proper equipment with night vision, even more so. Um, but you don't need that um, because they do. They are bright. They, have, they 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 are so bright. Some of them and so fast. And they're they're like a meteor, but a meteor doesn't go, you know, horizontal, straight, vertical, and then go straight up. And that, right. that's yeah, right. meteors don't do that. So that right there, for most people, will go. That is a UFO. So those are the easy ones, right? That's pretty straightforward. And people that are not into this at all, those are the ones that really are seeing them. Yeah, unfortunately, lucky buggers. <laughs> but, always uh, the way. Yeah, the people who will never report it and never tell yeah. anybody they see them yeah. all the time. Yeah, and here's Char number number one. You know, for to debunk your own UFO orbs and people that are yes. are are oh gosh, do not ever <laughs> use flash. Do not use illuminators if you're using night vision. Get yep. those turned off right away because yep. any yep. kind of dust particle or anything bats, birds, bugs, Light you name up. it. Yep. It'll light up, it'll shine, it'll blink, it'll look like an orb, it'll be out of focus, it looks like a round, beautiful orb, and it'll bounce around. A little bit of air current that's in your house. You don't think there's air current, but there is. With dust, you just oh walk by goodness. and it, yeah. it Yeah, oh my gosh. And <laughs> there's 90% of the orb videos and clips on night vision that are on YouTube are all dust. And people let, will let me, let me tell you something, Charles. Charles. What's that? Let me tell you something. I was uh, messing around with my camera one day here, and uh, you again, know, this, is, this is a few years ago, and uh, I had a night vision camera. It was pretty cool, and I, I was actually recording a little bit in the room, and I turned off the lights and everything, and I started recording, and I it, it's hysterical. Like it looked like I had a haunted house because it was like there's stuff floating everywhere. 
Yeah. And this thing was picking it up, and you see like orbs just floating. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know whether to call an exorcist or just start cleaning. I don't know what which thing to do. What which thing to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's why when I hear That's people awesome. say that I've filmed fifteen hundred UFOs, I've filmed all in my bedroom. On this video, there's three hundred UFOs, and I'm counting them. They're they're taken off from the central area in Nevada. You know, here's twenty of them. No, if it is, then lucky you. And yeah, we should be talking to aliens right now. If that was the case, it's not the case. And I'm sorry, you know, some you know, some some sky watchers out there might disagree with me. But, you know, from my experience in doing this six years now straight and almost 2,000 hours of doing this, they're not very – they're very hard to capture and they're very hard to see and to find yep. them. Um, and the, you know, legit, credit- the legit alien ones too, by the way. Because, again, yeah. we don't know if half of these are alien and half of them are government-made well, or what the new percentages yeah, the, are really. Yeah, the legit ones anyways. And I'm, I'm talking about orbs specifically. Um, and, and I think the majority of the people are spotting stuff in the sky that's not supposed to be there or lights in the sky. And, and traditionally, I think they are the same as these little small orbs that come around your apartment complex like I have seen. And they grew to a larger size. That, I, that, that blue one validated it to me that these things can grow in size. So what's stopping this thing when it goes up to a half a mile up in the sky to grow to a size of a 747 sphere or, 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 or UFO, it could morph. And I think there's a lot of evidence in terms of, you know, other people's videos. Uh, I think James is one of them as well as Allison Cruz, you know, spotting these crafts that are, you know, morphing into, um, you know, planes that look like normal planes and they turn into a, a triangle shaped plan. And all of a sudden it's a normal Cessna, you know, it looks like a Cessna from far with a light configuration, but is it really, you know, again, I don't have any evidence to that myself, uh, but these are the stories, and there's a lot of people that are, are, are seeing this. So there's, again, still needs a lot of research and a lot more research and a lot more people out there videoing and recording this mm. so we can come to a consensus what is a legitimate UFO that we're seeing uh, consistently throughout the world and, and what is not. You know, if I see only one section of, of the planet or in North America or seeing, you know, morph um, um, objects that look like planes and nobody else in the world is, is videotaping this over a two-year period, let's say, as an example, then maybe that's not what's happening. Maybe that's not real. Like, and that's just an example. Maybe it is because, you know, I know some people in Australia that are seeing these things that are, look like uh, a plane, but they're really not a plane because they come by. There's no sound at all. Again, was a plane too far to hear it? Um, you know, it's it really, funny you mentioned that. It's the second time you mentioned uh, the UFOs and the no sound. And I've heard that from folks before, especially from abductees, uh, where they're seeing a ship or they're seeing a light, but they never hear anything. Yeah. And Why, that's I mean, what, what, part of the, what part of the technology do you think that would cause that? There'll be no sound whatsoever. Because, I mean, if this is a huge ship, you know, it may be like not that far on top of you. There has to be some, some kind of a noise or. Well, that's it. The technology, and that's what they're saying. It could be electro- electromagnetic, right? Um, uh, or a different kind of propulsion we're not familiar with. But if you have something that's got like zero-point energy that they're hot talking about, you know, the Dr. Greers and all the other scientists that there's this, mm-hmm. this energy mm-hmm. out there, well, you know, that could be it, you know, and they have that it's technology. Crazy. We have it. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I'm not going to vote yes to that, you know. I'm not going to even vote that there's aliens on this planet, you know. You know, the phenomena that's out there right now seems to be extraterrestrial, uh, but we, we really don't have that evidence to really say for sure. And But there's tons of people out there and, you know, people in the military and, you know, you know, you got this um, former minister of defense here in Canada. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Paul Hellier. 
you know, he's saying there's four yeah. distinct you know, uh, alien races, you know. He's just reciting all the books that he's read. I don't, I, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know if I believe him to a point, um, but, you know, he's got credibility. Um, but I don't yeah, know. You know uh, Charles, you know, it's funny because we, we, I've run into that. Where I've talked to a lot of folks on the, on the show here and even in private and just uh, talking to folks within the uf- ufological community. And uh, is, that, is that even a word, Crystal, ufological? No, well, that's, that's, uh, as as a fellow author, is you can make it up. You you just right? you just I, I, you are I, author approved. Just you feel, you're filling me on that because you're not you're actually you. a published author. You feel me on that one, right? I am. That's a good I feel word. you. Okay. I feel you. That was a good word. <clears throat> All right, ufological community. Like it, even within <laughs> this community, um, it's funny because I've I've often I've come to uh, to see that uh, that it's it's bizarre, but. There seems to be like a divide between people that uh, want to believe and don't want to believe and want to hoax, don't want to hoax. But there seems to be a popularity in making money. Now, have you, have you found that there seems to be a, an uptick or an uptick in people coming into this field just yes. to make money off of it? Yes, absolutely. Um, and again, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong about making money in the industry if it's used for the industry. You know, you want to use and put it back in there to get the answers. You know, if you're not working and you're looking for a job and it becomes very, it's a conflict of interest in my mind. If you're doing this full time as a money thing, because you'll start losing your perspective, because if you're going to make money, you need to have results. And with this industry, you can't expect to get results every time you go out and sky watching, have, have this and have that, depending what your money, what you're, what you're doing to make money on this. You know, a lot of people in the UFO circuit, you know, they make, I don't know if they make money. They're out there volunteering their time, a lot of them, to present at these conferences. But the UFO right. conference themselves is a money-making machine, right? I don't know how oh, much yeah, money yeah, they make. Yeah. I don't know. But you got to make money to, to have the next conference. I totally get it. And that's I think it's fine. But then you got the hoaxers that are making all this money. That's all wrong, of course. But, you know. Which brings us to, like, channels, for example. It brings us to channels, like, for example, Third Phase of Moon. Uh, yeah, those got to stop. Yeah, we got to throw them out. Here, here, we, here we have a channel dedicated to like you know showing you UFO videos, which ninety nine point nine percent of these are clearly CGI made. Or and it's funny because you can kind of tell as a as a graphic designer or a designer of video or an editor of video, you kind of tell like patterns that people use over and over again when they design stuff over and over again for different types yeah. of shots. Because you know, everybody has their like their style of filming and uh, and in editing. You know, and you can kind of see where certain things are similar, even though they're completely different, you know, backdrops or backgrounds or whatever. And yeah. you can kind of tell on some of the videos that they've put out there, similar styles in the way that these things are shot and the way they're they're presented. And not only that, of course, you know, the cousin brothers or triplets or whatever. I mean, I just don't, I don't trust those guys. They just, they don't sound legit to me. You know, the whole presentation of Third Phase of Moon just sounds very bogus. And Well, no, negative. they are. They are. They're completely bogus. Which is horrible, horrible. By the way, are you going to be at all at the uh, UFO Congress coming up this uh, February? I want to, but I can't afford to. With the the American dollar, strong to the Canadian dollar. Um, I might go there because I used to do a sky watch uh, with a group of uh, real credible people. Maybe a couple scientists might be going. Uh, It's going going to um, some place in Arizona that's um, not public. On someone's property, we want, they they want to keep it that way. But I was invited and to bring my SMU there with all my equipment, um, and you know, it, it depending if I can save enough money to go, I'll probably know in January, probably at the last minute. Uh, but the whole conference <laughs> itself, 
I, I can't afford to. Um, you know, I'd love to be able to stay in the hotel there for four days and, and take part of the whole conference, you know. And I'd even love to present there and present some of my material and some of my UFOs because, honestly, I haven't seen a lot that are really amazing UFO videos. Um, at Indian, I've only been to one conference, but from what I've seen on the Internet, there's not a lot. I mean, there's some of the people that are, are, are filming or the people like myself, grassroots, you know, sky watchers, they have real good stuff and it's not being shown at these conferences. So again, this goes back to, you know, getting the sky watchers presenting and being at right. these conferences, you Breaking know, that's the buddy system. Yeah, totally. I think there needs to be a conference that's just all about the sky watcher and, and, mm -hmm. and the movement. It's a movement because if you're going to get, um, uh, more evidence. You need to get the evidence that's today, that what's going on today, not yesterday. Yesterday is not going to give us any more hints to what this this we got it all already. It's there. Now we got to compare it to what we're seeing today, and with the technology, everybody has the access to this technology today. We never had even ten years ago. So having that in 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 the public's hands right now around the world, and you got all these people my age, younger. Uh, the 20 year olds now going out there and filming these things. We need, need to get them together. Mm -hmm. And there's two things. Mm -hmm. I think this group needs to get out and it's starting. There's a lot of interest and a lot of people are buying equipment. It's starting. It's a new movement that's coming out. We need an injection of money for these people to get the equipment or at least get the learnings to get uh, to go to these conferences or at least have that conference for them so they can present their material and and stuff like that. And then, two, we need uh, an association. And there's this one that just started, and it's called the International Association of UAP, Re uh, UAP Researchers. You might know him, Ted Rowe, Erica Cruz, uh, sorry, Erica Lukes, um, and uh, someone else from MUFON, and a couple of other people that started this organization with Dr. Haynes. It's from NARCAP. I don't know if you know Ted Rowe. I've heard the name, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, he works for NARCAP. He's the executive mm -hmm. director there. And... Um, uh, Dr. Haynes, um, and this great, I, I've heard this name before, is Massimo Terodorani, Ter 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 so I can never say his last name, he's Italian. He's an incredible scientist. I saw, I listened to his interview a couple of days ago, um, and he is amazing. He's got experience on these UFO, on these orbs, um, and he's done a couple of sky watches out in the Arizona area where I'm going to be going, hopefully if I can get out there, uh, in February. So, Definitely, I would recommend people to look at this website. It's iauapr.org. And it's basically what they're doing. And I think this is going to be a huge place for this. And it's taking from what I was saying about the sky watchers that have their UFO videos. They're not getting the attention. But we need a triage system to go that this video and this witness event, if it's not necessarily a video or a photo or someone's actually a witness event, needs to be put into a format, a professional format, where there's a college of experts that are um, writing a white paper about. Just like in the medical field, you have medical journals. Well, this mm -hmm. is the same idea as putting these reports together with these credible um, scientists. And right now they have recruited two. You know, get um, uh, Dr. Haynes, who has, you know, works for NARCAP. And if you do a lot of research on him, you'll see what he's done in the UFO community. And same for Massimo. Uh, Massimo, again, he's Italian. Tero Dorani. <laughs> T-E-O. Do, do, a lot of Italians in the uh, ufology community. Tero Dorani. Tero Dorani. I've heard of his name before in the last few years, but I've never listened to him talk. Amazing amazing um again a lot of stuff that he was talking about is so consistent the stuff that i've been filming so again i recommend highly that people do research on him uh and even this website hopefully it'll get off the ground 
they need money as well as anybody else that's getting into this new into this field to move it ahead. You know, like myself. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, I would love to have just you know a couple of thousand dollars to go to that event and do that sky watch, bring my equipment, right. and film what I've heard. Again, scientists have been there and film these um, these lights that they see them quite frequently, and not just orbs of light like I'm seeing here, but other things which are like crafts and triangles, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I would love to see oh. I would love to, to see a presentation of you know your your work. At one of these uh, one of these conventions, and like you know, like I said earlier, me and Crystal went to the MUFON symposium uh, this past year in Orlando, and uh, you know one of the best presentations I've seen in person was our good buddy Alejandro Rojas, who has uh, you know, put together an, an amazing presentation. And UFO Congress, of course, is something that Open Minds runs. Uh, so I was hoping you would you know you'll be out there uh, doing a presentation because honestly, uh, I think it would be fascinating to see some of the videos and maybe a slideshow and have you talk about you know the exact spectrum of what you believe is going on with the orb phenomenon, uh, which it, it I have is a question. A, 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 a crazy thing, but go ahead, yeah. Crystal. And yeah, real quick, I have a question because you know ahead. I've heard this a lot, and you know we always say that you know there hasn't been this big spectacular event. We haven't seen any like compelling footage. Like we're all right. waiting for Independence Day, right? Correct. I mean, yeah. What if we're expecting too much? God, I, I mean, not. you see <laughs> orbs constantly, and if you just think about what they are, I mean, that's fascinating in itself, especially if you get into the depths of, you know, the ones that you were close enough to where you actually thought there was something there. Um, you know, crop circles, I mean, that's a big debate, but I've heard in my research oh, wow. orbs frequently going over crop circles, uh, they, yep. and they those Absolutely. happen all the time. So I don't yep. think that aliens aren't communicating with us. What do you think about the fact that maybe they are and we're just not paying oh, attention? Yep. If they're, okay, and, and again, this is where it comes down to, you know, getting consistent messages and um, videos and experiences from around the world to get this information, to dissect it, to get these scientists together and because there are some few there that are and again we, we don't have time to talk about that but i, I do have a contact at nasa that uh, an esa the european space agency that sends me reports once in a while about his colleagues that are doing research on these orbs and you wouldn't believe the stuff the stuff that's coming out of um my internet on my email i mean this guy's the real deal i checked him out he's a real aerospace engineer uh, for the ESA, and uh, they're studying these orbs already. And I totally, totally, 100% believe that there's a very, very small portion of these crop circles are for sure being made by these orbs. First of all, I'm sure it's coming from these orbs or something that's being projected from them or because in the, they're in that area, they're they're making it happen some one way or another. I don't know if it's coming from the orb itself, but I don't know. But, well, I've um, seen an actual video, not, not to get you off, sorry, but that's, I've actually, there's, there is video that shows uh, orbs creating a crop circle, which oh, is like mm -hmm. very yeah, old footage, very which, interesting. yeah, I, I, see some, I see some data to like the 80s and 90s and stuff that, you know, no, it's not like now that everybody can become a, you know, an expert at CGI and stuff. Back then, there wasn't, you know, the, the technology just wasn't there, and I, I'm talking about, I saw this years ago, not like recently, I saw this like 15, 20 years ago. So I know yeah. that this is some know, legit footage. Yeah I, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And I, I saw, um, I first saw it on TV, one of those uh, older alien specials. And, um, sightings, did an interview. Yeah, sightings, that's it. And then he, yeah, he yeah. actually did an um, interview with the guy that, photo, that uh, video recorded it. And he admitted that he actually, um, um, he was doing his, um, uh, practicing doing CGI, basically, mm. back in the day still happening and and he faked it he, he admitted Son of a it. So bitch. It's, it's legit so at least he admitted it but he admitted <laughs> it it's just 
and that's again another phenomenon of this whole thing is that when there's something that's faked, it still gets out there in the YouTube channels uh, or on the internet and Facebook as legit. But it, and there's there you know you have to go in there and debunk all these things because it gets spread around. And I don't know why people want this yeah, attention. Yeah, we have to. Unfortunately, I mean that. I mean that's the that's the wonderful thing about the internet is that we can connect with people yeah. around yes. the world. And then the bad thing <laughs> is that you know we've got to approach this with a healthy level of discernment because you know. But here we're talking about a video Secure that... Secure Team 5, stop look, it. Yeah, look at this video, for example, they were talking about the crop circle. This is a couple of decades old, right? And they were working on this stuff back then, and it was, a, it was a couple of guys just messing around with CGI stuff and learning how to use the technology. Now, think about that for a second. That means that there's absolutely no video that we can really take a look at from like the last 20, 30 years that we could say, yep, yeah, that's 100% legit. Because no, it can yeah, all be a hoax. A every, every, everything can be fake. Well, then, but see, that's the beauty like, about crop circles, though, is you can go there. I mean, that is that is yeah, that but is the crops actual. yeah, but the crops grow back, and then who cares? You know, right, like, right, right. But there's, I mean, but there's a whole group that'll go out there and they'll actually do the work. I mean, they'll you know they'll grab the right. crops, you know, the, the stalks, and they're looking for the radiation right. and that kind of stuff. So at least with a crop circle, we have something that we can yeah, but who, walk into. who's not yeah, but who's not to know there's not a way to hoax that radiation and the, the way the crops are bent without it being you know otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, they've done that too, right? Uh, they actually had a couple, but they couldn't get it exactly to one of these crop circles that had that, you know, um, a wheat that was bent so way that it wasn't uh, broken and uh, the, the expulsed caps, whatever they call them there. Um, they tried it with some type of machine or some radiation or not. It was an electromagnetic device that would purposely, you know, that can mimic what whatever aliens, whoever did it. So the expulsals caps on the wheat. Um, what was that called on that um, wheat germ, whatever it's called? <laughs> Forget it. Um, no idea. But they duplicate it, and they could. They could duplicate it, but they couldn't duplicate it exactly to like one of those crop circles that was perfect, right? right. So they can never get it exactly. So I mean, that was uh, I read that somewhere a couple of years ago. Uh, but just put it this way: we had a crop circle here in Oregon, uh, Washington State, uh, about two, three years ago. During that time, uh, and I remember vividly that night, I had a whole slew, um, a whole slew of orbs. I'd say two of them, two or three, which is quite a bit in in the night's time that I, uh, I will film where I will actually witness them in my area. And that was only about three or four hours away from where I live. So the next day, I heard about this crop circle. I go, oh my God, I had all these orbs that I've never seen them like ever see three at a time in my area in one night. So was there? Uh, any affiliation there? Is there a coincidence? I mean, you can't say too much about the coincidence if you don't see a lot of orbs very often. You know, three in one night, and the night that night or the next day they find a crop circle um, in you no know, three hours away from where I live. So oh, wow. you got to think about those things. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was happening three or four years ago, from 2002 to 2014. Incredible. Now it's just slowed down, and it's that's a global thing. I haven't seen anything incredible. So I can say, you know, wow, there's a big flap, a UFO flap here in this state or in this province or in this country. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I know you've been doing this for a while now, but I haven't seen that for the last two or three years. It's been really quiet. No, it's been extremely quiet. That's the sad part. Uh, that's why a lot of the conferences feature stuff from Roswell and Rendlesham yeah. Forest and, you know, the same old, same old, because there really hasn't been that next big thing that's happened in ufology. And unfortunately, every time we have something big ha that comes out, it turns out to be a hoax, like the alien uh, autopsy video in the 90s. 
Everybody thought yeah. that was real. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's fake. You know, that blew my mind. I, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's an alien being that's being autopsy. That's, that's gross. That's disgusting. And then I, I come to find out it's all like, you know, it's all fake. Uh, it's, uh, it, you know, stuff like that, which reminds me, by the way, of uh, Bigfoot and the Bigfoot phenomenon. Every time there's something about Bigfoot that comes out, it turns out to be fake, like the guys who had the Bigfoot in the fridge. Remember that, guys? Uh yeah, and they shot it's him. It's the yeah, same yeah, thing. Unfortunately, ufology, Bigfoot, they run into the same paradox where, like, every, every time something good, juicy comes out, eh, it's fake. So that's why it keeps it in that same kind of, like, you know, laughing, uh, you know, comical, you know, thing where people don't take it serious because it is, you know, it, it, it always turns into, like, a fake event. Like, somebody thinks it's always a hoax, it's always fake. And to me, that's the main issue with ufology and with Bigfoot and with the, all these uh, phenomenons I, that we have here. Unfortunately, we don't well, have any legit stuff ever come out. And that's why, again, and to answer the question earlier, this is why all these conferences feature Roswell and Randerson Forrest, Jesse Marcel. I mean, these is, this is why we go back to these stories and... Travis Walton, because those are the only ones we kind of hold on to and say, well, we still believe these stories. Yeah, yeah, and 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 because it's interesting, and people that never heard about it before um, will listen to it and and get interested in the field and try to learn more and get right. into the wave, into the trend, and in, in a way that's okay. I you know I appreciate that, but it's just over and over and over, and that, that, that gets me to into my next um, point here is that I'm I'm involved right now with the. Uh, the one of first of its kind in Canada, um, a paranormal study with the university here, Simon Fraser University. It's one of the biggest universities in Canada, with the professor of um, uh, geography um, out at the university. He got funding from the federal government for a four-year study on Bigfoot, ghosts, and UFOs. I'm I'm his UFO guy. I'm his go-to guy. My so guy, man. I'm I hope you find something. Yeah, and so. <laughs> No, it's it's a great study because I'm going to be able to work with um, a whole bunch of PhD students that are going to learn about the subject, and also I'll be working with a team of UFO or Bigfoot hunters, and I'm going to be going with them in the field, uh, bringing my gear, and uh, see if there's an affiliation or any kind of association with you know sightings of Bigfoot with orbs in in the bush out in there in BC because there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings here and there's a lot of orb sightings. Uh, and UFOs, regular UFO, nothing's both type of triangle sightings out in um, out in the forest here in BC in beautiful British Columbia. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I'm I'm really excited about this. Um, I think it's going to open the door a lot to um, some professional people that are going to be you know graduates in different fields. And I think I'm going to get involved with the astrophysicist. Um, I forget his name now. Um, I'm going to be introduced to him. Hopefully, I'll get him to learn a little bit more about what I'm seeing and have. hopefully he has an open mind that um, I can use his equipment. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good number luck. one. But yeah. hey, having a university, getting involved in the paranormal and doing actual research, study on you know, the social um, – like you were talking about, there's, there's all these paradoxes and people involved in different um, walks of life, um, why they're changing their whole life to, to look at like me. You know, how so many thousands of hours looking at the sky. Why am I doing this? I was a skeptic six years ago. I never believed in this stuff at all. So, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. It's four years long. It's one year in right now. And uh, next year, I'm going to be doing a lot of work with them. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I think it's a step up for sure. 
Cool. God bless you, Charles. Very you have cool. a lot of work ahead of you, my friend. Yes, uh, listen, you do. Yeah. Keep up at we're, it, though. Keep up. We're all out of. We're all out of time here. In fact, we're over on uh, Dr. J's uh, time here. But I uh, want to give you a chance to give uh, your website address again. And if, uh, if you have anything upcoming that you're going to be at, uh, that anybody uh, you, you want to uh, go in and, and join you at, maybe a lecture or something you, you might be uh, want to let yeah, us absolutely. know about. Yeah, it'll be on my website for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll promote it there. I, again, I just launched it just a, a couple months ago. It's uh, www.static8, as in the number 8, films. Dot com. And um, basically have my link to everything there, uh, my contact information, uh, my YouTube channel, a couple of uh, examples of my U uh, videos, UFOs that I shot a couple of years ago, and the one recently in June. So I hope they enjoy it. And uh, again, in the future, I'm going to have a couple of videos in there on, on learning how to shoot UFOs. Again, I don't know what the titles are going to be called, uh, <laughs> but I'll have my SMU there and show how people how easy it is to actually film. Charles, hopefully we run into you uh, one day at one of these conferences, my friend. Try to get on uh, UFO Congress or, or the MUFON ones, man. We'd love to see you up there and uh, give a lecture. You're definitely a fascinating dude with some fascinating videos. Guys, check out his uh, website. Go to his YouTube channel. Check out his videos. A lot of really cool stuff on there. And uh, we'll be back next week on Skywatchers Radio with uh, more great stuff. For everybody who joined us tonight, are you listening? And, uh, of course, our caller, James West over here. James, thanks for, uh, for joining us again. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. Peace. All right. Yeah. Check out Charles, yeah. man. Yeah. Check out Charles. And uh, guys, uh, next week, join us again here on Skywatchers Radio on PSN Radio. And but until next time, guys. Uh, like I always say, keep your eyes in the skies, keep looking up, and you know, maybe you'll see something. <laughs> maybe you won't see nothing. But either way, keep your eyes up. Look keep looking up. up look always look up. Good night, everybody.